What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 411. This episode was recorded live. We did a live March Madness Selection Sunday breakdown show as the bracket was rolling out. We broke it all down, a three-hour extravaganza with myself, Tommy Boy Sens, our new uh, NCAA March Madness expert, Stephen McAvoy, the number cruncher that he is, and of course, we had to have Michigan Watch going on with the one and only DJ Hughes, the homie, the boy for life. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy this episode, but before we get started and I kick you guys to the episode, be sure to follow us on the socials at Underground PHI. Join our March Madness Bracket Challenge. It's our pinned tweet on Twitter, at Underground PHI. Join the bracket. We've got prizes galore throughout the tournament that you guys are going to be eligible for if you join our bracket. Plus, you know, every single year we give away the championship t-shirt. The official locker room shirt goes to the winner of our bracket. So sign up for our bracket challenge. Follow us on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, at Underground PHI. Facebook.com slash Underground Sports PHI. Twitch.tv slash Underground Sports PHI. And of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Underground Sports Philadelphia on YouTube. Once we get to 100 subscribers, you get full video episodes of every Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast on our network. The six main shows, the original six, you'll get full video episodes on our YouTube channel. 25 more subscribers until we hit that threshold. Big thank you to our main show sponsors. Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, Tomahawk Shades, Kenwood Beer, Bino Board, and we have a brand new sponsor in the cut, Trophy Smack. Big thank you to them. TomahawkShades.com, best small batch eyewear in the game. Use promo code USP at checkout for 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com. Kenwood Beer, go to KenwoodBeer.com and use the Kenny Tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap all March long for March Madness and all year long. KenwoodBeer.com, you got to be 21 or older to do so, and of course, please drink responsibly. Bino Board, the next up-and-coming, just fun basement game, man cave game, tailgate game, all that good stuff, tabletop game. Go to BinoBoard.com and use our code BinoUSP, that's B-I-N-H-O-U-S-P, for 10% off your order at BinoBoard.com. And the fellas, the homies, the boys over at Trophy Smack, you guys can click the link in the description of this podcast and use our affiliate link for Trophy Smack's website to get ready for all of your fantasy league needs at TrophySmack.com. But without any further ado, let's get into Episode number 411 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is well, going on? 
Let's go. Tommy Let's Boy's go. here. Tommy Boy, hit your first intro. It's not February. It's not April. Yep, it's the one in the middle. It's March. The, the one month of the year that is not built for everybody. If you don't know what I'm talking about, the college basketball season is hitting its heart. It's hitting its peak. It's hitting its one shining moment. They are announcing the bracket as we speak. There's a lot we got to break down. There's a lot of teams that already lost, in my opinion, because they just the, the upsets already happened. The tournament is here. We're ready to go. I'm beyond happy that this is my first little inaugural little madness moment of my own with you guys. Thanks for having me, and let's get to it. We are live. It's Underground Sports Philadelphia. This is also episode number 411 of Underground Sports Philadelphia, presented by the homies over at Pickup. You guys can go to playpickup.com all March Madness long. Start playing those props on the hottest headlines in sports. Playpickup.com is the place to be. We got Tommy Boy on his first piece of content with us in front of the camera. Your boy KB to my bottom quadrant, my partner in crime, the kid who wants to be like me when he grows up, the one and only DJ Hughes. And, of course, right next to me is Stephen McAfraud, the bracketologist himself. Uh, and we got Selection Sunday on deck. Before we get into everything and let Tommy start breaking down the brackets of all the things that have been announced so far, what would an Underground Sports Philadelphia live stream be if we weren't a couple minutes late? Uh, be sure to go to our pin tweet at UndergroundPHI. Join Underground Madness, the fourth annual bracket challenge. For, it's the ESPN stuff. We make it easy for the people. Uh, our bracket challenge, join it. We got prizes on deck, more so than we have in the past. And, of course, you already know, if you come out on top, you get that official locker room T-shirt for the champion. Uh, so go join our bracket challenge for the fourth annual Underground Madness. But, Tommy Boy, we've had some... Uh, some regions and some some brackets announced already. Who do we got on deck? Yeah, so they they started with the West like they usually do, and you know they're they're making their way through the South and everything like that. But the West is already announced, so let's just attack that. I was saying before we got on the air that Gonzaga, you know, Gonzaga's got a relatively infamous, uh, what do you call it, like persona behind them, like a atmosphere around their name every time they enter the tournament because. They usually beat most of the great teams they play in November, and then they play their week conference schedule all year. They're always, you know, a top one to three seed. And then come tournament time, you you would kind of want the committee to give them uh, a relatively gauntlet type of schedule. But last year they did not have that. They had an arguable cakewalk. The only game decided by single digits was their final four game against UCLA. So – that's not the case this year. I don't know if the committee finally listened to me, if one of my many, many tweets about that finally got to them. With the When you look at the West, so Gonzaga's the one, Duke is the two, Texas Tech is the three, and then in, in their respective order, you have following Arkansas, UConn, Alabama, Michigan State, Boise State, Memphis, Davidson, and then the 11th seed will be Rutgers versus Notre Dame in the play-in game. New Mexico State, Vermont, Montana State, Cal State Fullerton, and Georgia State as the 16. Now, those last like four teams, obviously, statistically, won't really matter that much. But when you look at those first six, even really seven, eight teams, this is a stacked region, without a doubt. You have, I want to say, at least four or five teams that can go all the way. 
<laughs> Breaking news, I'm pretty sure Michigan just got in. Yes, let's go! They got it in at 11. Oh, man, let's go. I'm so glad that you guys aren't going to see me cry live. <laughs> you might cry tears of happiness. Yeah, I might, dog. I'm so happy. Like that is. You're going to be like Villanova flute girl. Nova just got in that too, dog. They're two in the region. Same region. Nova Nation, baby. Let's go. Yeah, they look good yesterday. Hey, and I'm totally feeling this full circle thing right now. So there is a possibility that uh, Michigan meet, meets Nova and beats them this time. Uh, don't count your blessings. Just <laughs> just, okay. Hey, I ain't counting. He got, just he got jokes. He, he, look, KB know where that's coming from. We're going to wind do. up getting to this. Pure dominance. South and, uh, Two and, and three years. I've crunched basically every num- every number under God's green earth to try and figure out who's going to be the uh, on upset alert, and and we'll get to it to uh, once we get the south. But Colorado State is no is no slouch of a team this year. They've been on fire the entire year. They I can't trust them through. come tournament time. Wait, hold on. They're you, they're always was, in there. Why do you think I was overlooking them? What do you mean? I wasn't overlooking nobody. I'm more concerned. No, of course, no. Themselves. Well, first of all, and <laughs> they got to show up. <laughs> People kind of Colorado forget. State's one of those teams, though, that always shows up. They're like an 8-9 seed, and you always pick them, and then they lose to whoever they shouldn't lose to. I can never trust those frauds. Well, here's the problem, though. Like Usually, where Colorado State will wind up, I think the highest they've ever been on the line was 9, and usually that 8-9 that, that is two of the better teams among the actual bracket. People kind of forget the idea that the way bracketology works, yeah, they're called upsets for a reason, the 12-5, the 14-3, the but... Your strongest six, for the dude. Most That's part, like most one of the, of the biggest time. upsets. What are you talking about? No, but what, what I'm saying is sometimes the biggest, the, the, the best teams in a given bracket, and, and people kind of forget this, tend to fall on that 12 line, the eight, the nine, the five. They aren't all, always necessarily the one, two, three. And we'll see it with like like Auburn if they even wind up getting a, um, on the one line, which would be ludicrous. Auburn's yeah, probably no. the worst one seeded team, arguably the worst the worst seeded two two ranked team. So you're looking at, at certain teams. Colorado State on the sixth line versus 11 Michigan. Michigan's pretty damn good, and, I, and I'll give them all the credit in the world, but Colorado State basically went pater throughout the entire conference uh, schedule. And at this point, I'm not totally sure if I can trust Michigan with the way things have kind of unfolded over the last, I'd say, three or four weeks. It's kind of. does Colorado State play in their conference? Nah, don't sleep on the Mountain West. Don't sleep on the oh, Mountain West. Oh, here we go with the Mountain West. Do not, good do not, God. Listen. Who? BYU? Listen, no, well, no, that's the WCC. Colorado State finished second in the conference yeah. behind Boise State. They play San Diego State, Wyoming, UNLV. These are schools that that generally always wind up. UNLV is probably the year. only school that actually has hooped before. So, like, where's your point <laughs> in all of this? Well, so what's, Michigan well, playing in the Big Ten with a bunch of freshmen? Well, what is, I kind of what I kind of better than about, Colorado State in the Midwest. In the Midwest. what I kind of love that they threw them right. against each other is that over the last couple of years, the big the Big Ten has been terrible in the tournament. And so is the Mountain West. So something's got to give. So, and again, you know, the, the Big Ten's, uh, me, Kyle, and MacBan were talking about the other day, Big Ten's a conference that they will beat the living life out of each other all season long. Like, teams that aren't really good will stick it to the better Big Ten teams, and then come tournament time, they all look lost. Just, I don't know if it's a sluggish kind of thing. So, again, Michigan got bounced in the first round of the Big Ten tournament. You know, it was Juwan's first game back. Colorado State lost an absolute war with San Diego State uh, Friday night. 
And talk about that game will either have a, a grand total of like 95 points or like 170 points. You know what I mean? It's going to either be an absolute rock fight or just layups, 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 layups. And that's, I think for both teams respectively, I think that's the perfect matchup for each of them. And also, not for nothing, and this is an important note here, the Big Ten is a home court advantage conference. Yeah. And and everyone knows it. These schools have some raucous crowds. Michigan, Ohio State, Illinois, yeah. now even Wisconsin. Only two teams in the Big Ten this year and out of conference play had a winning record, and it was Wisconsin and Purdue. So yeah, these but teams also- on the road are not nearly as strong as they are on their home floor. And in a situation where – I'm not totally sure where the South lines up in terms of uh, area-wise, but there most certainly will not be anywhere near Ann Arbor. So unless fans of fans travel well, I don't know, Michigan. I wouldn't say home court because if you look at actually Big Ten away records in conference, a lot of road games got won this year in conference. Home court was not a thing this year. It was really more – and I will agree with you. They didn't have a good non-conference schedule. And, and, well, I shouldn't say non-conference schedule. They had a good non-conference schedule, but nobody won games. Yeah. Everybody lost. But, like, we are playing the top-tier teams. A lot of teams are playing ranked teams in non-conference. I think it's better to lose a quad one game than to go and win a bunch of quad three and four games. These regions, I'm sorry, just because obviously information is coming all over directions. The first, the West and the South are the first two regions they've said so far. They're doing the, the Midwest right now. The South is another absolute wagon of a conference. The, the double-digit yeah. seeds, Loyola, Chicago, Michigan, Chattanooga, and UAB. Mm-hmm. Those teams can mm-hmm. all win in the first round. And, you know, like, again, Seton Hall, TCU, that's a perfect 8-9 game. Wow. I would love to see Seton Hall again. Because Seton Hall yeah, you know, missing I, I, at the beginning I of the like year. I like them. They, uh, they finally got healthy the last, the last like, two and a half weeks. They won their last five. Obviously, they got bounced in the second round of the uh, Big East tournament. And then TCU was a team that played up to its competition every single time. Big To me, Big 12 is even worse than the Big 10 in terms of trying to just just come out with a win. I don't care what the box score is. Just, just have a W next to your game. And, yeah, I mean, just – Again, I've been saying it all year, as wide open of a tournament as you're ever going to get. And so far, at least the first two and a half, because now we're halfway through the next region, we're in for a doozy. As Macman says, quote, the GOAT, John Rothstein, grab your nit- nitroglycerin pills because we are not we are not out of the woods. Well, so we're here. So let's actually kind of break it down now as the, the – Yeah, go ahead. It gets announced. So – and then we'll – we can circle back – to the West and the South being that would be very little late. Kansas, the one line, they'll play, of course, uh, Texas Southern and uh, at A&M's uh, Corpus Christi. San Diego State and Creighton on the 8-9 line. Very interesting. Creighton lost our best player of the year about halfway through the season and still managed to almost steamroll the Big East, uh, the, the Big East tournament. Arguably played play probably the worst tournament uh, final I've ever watched. Yeah. It was like 19-18 at half against Villanova, but still managed to keep, keep it in tight. They'll they'll get state San Diego State on the eight nine line, Iowa and Richmond on the five twelve. This is where March is made. Richmond yeah. steamrolled the entire turn uh, the entire conference tournament. Took out Davidson. By the way, they they they, they knocked me in at plus three and a half today, so I was living it. I guess a good Iowa team who kind of magically won thanks to a uh, Bohannon three. 
last night and then managed to just jump over Purdue, which actually I, I had them winning winning the uh, tournament as of today. So Purdue was one of those teams that I was surprised actually managed to lose this game. But Iowa Richmond is going to be a five twelve to watch. Providence and South Dakota State. If you want to talk about oh, oh, South Dakota State, that's an this, interesting game. This is this is the one game so far that I am like smashing the South Dakota State button. Um, largely because, first of all, Providence is, is the luckiest team in, in basketball. They're probably the worst four seed. I would even put them more as like a five seed at, the, at this rate. Ed Cooley had a great year this year, and, I, and I'm going to give him all the credit in the world. But this Providence team managed to get through the Big East and win big games, more so on the fact that the that, that everyone else around them sucked, and they didn't even play that play that well. So that, that, that'll be somewhere to watch. Auburn's a two. Thank God. They deserve it. Whoever was saying that Auburn deserved the one line was ridiculous. No, yeah, yeah, no. They won't be a one. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are funny. Um, no, listen, I mean, you, you gotta you gotta pay attention too. So last year I nailed it on the nose with uh it was it was Georgetown versus Colorado in the first round. Georgetown, you know, with Patrick Ewing just won the uh the Big East tournament. Or no. Yeah, the Big East tournament. Yeah. yeah. So they won the Big East tournament. They got they played Colorado, who you know got bounced in the Pac-12 tournament, and that was obviously one of them. It was a twelve-five game, definitely one of the more trendy upset picks. And for those closest to me that asked me about it, I said that's going to be the most popular upset pick that's not going to hit because everyone's going to want to pick Patrick Ewing in Georgetown. Meanwhile, Colorado was the a the second best free throw team, three free throw shooting team in the country, and two, as we all saw, the Pac-12 was the most underrated conference because they they didn't play till eleven o'clock at night, and everyone over here is sleeping. And Dang, then they let a toothpaste brand into this thing. And then hell uh, yeah, the Colgate Raiders. Colgate well, Colgate made it last year too. So they're gonna uh, get dusted. Let's no, I'm smashing Miami over USC. By the this way. is the one thing about Colgate, and I, and actually, I want to get, get to this Miami uh, USC game because it's very interesting. Yeah, Colgate, Hamilton, New York has a population of one thousand four hundred people. Seventy three percent of of the populace goes to Colgate University. This is a town in the middle of goddamn nowhere in upstate New York, and these people hit the like shoot the lights out of the gym. I believe they believe they finished top five in the NCAA in three point percentage. They were absolutely abysmal last time uh, in the tournament. I, I believe at the same 14 line, can, cannot tell you who they played, but weren't able to get the three ball rolling. This is a one team where we talk about teams that you obviously need really good defense to get to get, go deep in tournaments. You need really high, and as the Ken Palm rankings kind of talk about it, high adjusted offense and defense are somewhere in the top 20 range. Yeah. In both, you'll win. Um, Colgate is not a good defensive team, but they're one of the top 10 in uh, adjusted offensive efficiency. One of the things to look out for if they can manage to hit the, hit, hit the three ball well. Wisconsin and, and Jordan Davis, very good teams strong-wise. The defense, though, hasn't necessarily been there in the last two weeks. We've kind of seen it against games against Rutgers and then also in the conference tournament. So if Colgate can, can uh, shoot the lights out of the gym, watch out, Wisconsin. Well, I All think, I yeah, see is yeah. Wisconsin playing oh, no. in Milwaukee. They are at home. And not only, nothing too, yeah. Not They're, only that, but too, as a Michigan fan – we have notoriously been a three or three or die team. 
going and playing Wisconsin and getting into a three-point shootout with them is not something you want to do. It's a death sentence. They, they literally take that as an insult, and they will shoot the lights out every single time. Well, and that, also, too. That's just – that's not a good matchup. So exactly hopefully they can get what, something else going. Exactly what MacMan pretty much, like, visualized happened in Colgate's first-round game last year against Arkansas. They went on – I think I think Colgate was up, like, 21-8 to eight or something. Early, like I'm talking, you know, hit nine of their first 11 shots. And then they pretty much blinked. Arkansas went on a 17-0 run in three minutes. And then obviously Arkansas didn't look back and they won by like 15 or whatever. So it's 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 those, like he said, they're money on offense. But the Cinderella teams are usually just good enough on defense where they'll be able to squeeze by. And Col- Colgate, that's just, again, toothpaste. It's, when people are going to be thinking more about toothpaste than they are, like, of your actual team when watching that game, it's not It's not going to work. Hey, well, been, it would be in general. So. It would be wild if they no won free the ads. tournament. It would be <laughs> wild if they won the tournament. Because that, I feel like that would just boost their lacrosse team to go ahead and win it. And it would be, <laughs> it would be crazy over there. <laughs> Because, like, I mean, why not? If they can do it, their last team can definitely do it. That's the best thing over there. So before we get into this uh, this East region where I think things are going to actually get um, interesting, being that, that there are, so, are still a lot of teams that I'm looking at that are still not yet in play, that one team, Tom, I'll, I'll, I'll let you lead here. Is it Baylor? Or are we going to see, see someone different? Because as of right now, we're looking at a region that will have Tennessee – Purdue, Kentucky, and Baylor. Yeah, listen, I mean the I didn't realize I didn't realize how stacked really like the top 15 overall teams were until I saw these first two regions cuz like you just said, we haven't seen so many teams yet. I think Baylor's going to want up being that other number 1 seed with Kansas. Obviously they just said Kansas. It's going to be Baylor because any other team you could think of just lost within the last 24 hours. Purdue yeah. is not. Yeah, like yeah, like I've Purdue's seen Purdue lose games this year that they should have dominated. Yeah, Purdue like Purdue's not going to be. It. Duke lost bad last night, and then like other than that, you know, it's Baylor and. Isn't Duke already I've, in a division or in a? Yeah, Duke is in the West. With yeah, Duke's, Duke's the two in uh Gonzaga's region. Oh, I can't wait and, for Duke to lose also, the second round this year. Tennessee same the, thing, uh, same thing, the same thing in the last tournament. Yeah, Baylor. The if one. they make it, yeah. All right, so <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Baylor is going to play the HBCU Norwalk State, Norfolk State, Norfolk, UNC Norfolk. There is N O R F O L K, sir. No, Norfolk. so so the, so there's Norfolk <laughs> and then there's Norwalk, which is by which is in Connecticut. Norwalk so, got a little messed up. <laughs> Sound like a YG song. <laughs> UNC on the nine uh, on the eight line. Who, who are they playing? The Wyoming, oh, Indiana, and the other eleven seed playing. Ooh, Indiana's gonna win that. Indiana's gonna win that. Trace Jackson so, Davis is ridiculous. The the eleven seed playing games are good. They are. North Wait, they, I'm sorry. The Wyoming one is through the, Indiana the on the playing line. Yeah, Wyoming, Indiana for the twelve seed in the East. You know, Indiana I, I, didn't. I, they didn't have a strong season, so they're they're playing in the tournament is probably what even got them that. To be honest, 
Right. They balled I mean, out the last. I think they like, should have beat Iowa. Uh, they balled out the last like week and a half of season. But you know what's crazy though? Like the the Indiana Hoosiers, despite not having a, a incredibly strong regular season, and yeah, they, they they sort of played their way in played their way in here. We talk a lot about like teams who get like you get super infatuated with them at like random points and conference tournament times, kind of that. Um, I actually took Indiana to win the to win the Big Ten. And I was pretty confident in that being that they had came out as the, as the seven seed in the conference. They had some pretty quality quality games, not necessarily wins, but uh, matchups against really good teams: Wisconsin, Michigan, uh, Rutgers. That they had a shootout. So I think, like I, I was saying, this Indiana, if they end up making winning the game, which they probably should against Wyoming, I actually they, they might be considered to me the best twelve seed in this tournament. Like well, UAB is up there. I think I think uh, the Diablos at, over in New Mexico State are really good, but Indiana is a team team to reckon with. I think they could certainly get get possibly to a Sweet Sixteen. It won't be that easy considering the teams the team they'll meet. But well, remember keep it keep an eye on the playing teams. So so far we have Rutgers, Notre Dame, Wyoming, and Indiana. Every year one playing team makes a Sweet Sixteen. So I, keep an eye I, on I don't them. Think it's Indiana. Yeah, keep an eye on them. Feel them out. Pick one and wait. Who, they, who are they again? Rutgers. Indiana. Rutgers and Notre Dame is for the 11 seed in one region, and then I Wyoming, like Rutgers. Wyoming, Indiana is for the 12 seed in an, in, in another region. Yeah, I like Rutgers and Indiana. <clears throat> the East is by far the weakest one so far. Oh yeah, yeah. North Carolina well, well, might go on a run. I kind of like Don't- Texas at six. Well, don't forget though, you are going to get get Purdue there on the three line, so it so it, it kind of evens out a little bit. I think UCLA is. Duh, you really? At, at all the I don't know if here. I got bias or, but I really think you overhyping Purdue. I'm not. I, they're a good offensive team. They aren't. They aren't staunch, staunch defensively. I don't. Th- I don't think they'll go very far. I don't have them. All right. When I said winning, I, I meant winning the conference tournament, beating uh, Iowa. I don't think they're going to go to go that far. They're one of the worst, worst off three seeds among the pack. Just to kind of give a an idea, the four teams that I'm looking at this year that aren't on that one line um, to get to that final four spot. I really like Tennessee. Love Arkansas. I love what they've done done the entire year. Yeah, UConn is a team that I think can always get close. The problem is is that when you're in that region where you're going to have Arkansas, you have UConn. Memphis is a really good team this year. People kind of forget that. Obviously, you're going to play Duke. Texas is the the absolute best best D in the conference and the country. I, the problem is like any team in the West to go up against Gonzaga, it's like a crapshoot. Crapshoot, just like your Wi-Fi. The uh, <laughs> did I go out. You were frozen, and your face was like this for half that rant. <laughs> the Yikes. uh, the. You're the like Chris Angel, th- mind freak, talking without your mouth moving. The round of 32 is going to be unbelievable. And I, I gotta actually give like my number one outside of the one line to probably make it to the final four is probably Michigan State. Don't being don't a Michigan fan and and looking at the region that they're in as star studded packed it is with all those like perennial teams that are used to winning. That's when State plays their best basketball. What a horrendous nickname for San Francisco, the Dons. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, what you so mean? That, I'm a Don. 
So big. Ten their mascot is just fucking Don Corleone. We're walking out onto Probably the court at right. halftime. Don Corleone. <laughs> but what do you mean? Come on. That's terrible. You don't Kentucky. know nothing about being a big Don. <laughs> wow. And just like that, we have a bracket. Which right, everybody cool. should go join Underground yeah. Madness. It's our pin tweet at Underground PHI. Join Underground Madness. The bracket is open. It's been live. Get in there. We've had brackets over the past couple years with over 100 people in them. So get in there. Set your brackets. Don't forget. Fill them out tonight. If you got to make changes, then you go back and do it. But go fill out your brackets. Underground Madness. Pin tweet at Underground PHI. No changes. For, go with your gut. Fill it out once and I'm kind of liking Virginia Tech against Texas right now. No, I don't. I don't. I see if they didn't just blow out Duke, I would hate it. <laughs> like, because I'm a Texas guy. If they didn't just blow out Duke, I would probably be a little nervous because that was like Abilene Christian last year. You know, like it's, it's like, oh, it's Abilene Christian. They're good. It doesn't matter. And then they, they lose on a free throw. But, you know, Chris Beard's had two, three days now to figure it out. It's going to be the ugliest basketball game you'll probably ever see, but no, I don't know. Some that one brat, that one region alone screams like, like it's just an absolute chalk. There wasn't that many, uh, yeah, sexy I, in that one. I, I can't deny you on that. I, like, I, I'm currently like, like filling it out as like a without knowing any information and not being able to like handicap anything yeah, and learn anything. The like, the West almost seemed like a like a lock. The only thing I'm kind of curious about is, and I really can't fill it fill it out any further until I know Rutgers will be will beat Notre Dame because Alabama Rutgers will be that just hit the over immediately on it. The over is anywhere like anywhere under 160 because they, they literally will be an offensive shootout. But after that, I feel like you can kind of predict a lot of it the east is just absolute chalk at this point uh, the only the only game that i'm weary about is murray state san fran maybe you can kind of go either way on that i think um, Mur- i think murray state's going to be a very popular pick so san francisco might be the uh the point chaser exactly in terms of, in terms of like trying to j- jump a few people early on in the bracket so like that's that's the biggest thing i try i try to explain to people if you don't have like let's say Let's say it's like it, it's one of those crazy like fourteen three you know like uh, matchups. If you don't have the three seed going to the Sweet Sixteen, take take the like take the uh, take the upset pick because if that's right, more often than not, you're gonna you're gonna fool a lot of people wrong. So, what was my main example last year? There was a really good team that was a high seed. Oh. Uh, no, that's not a good example. Anyway, there was a team last. There was a couple teams last year that I didn't that I knew they weren't going to go that far. So I took them to lose in the first round, and everyone's like, "Well, that was a silly pick." Like, because like one of them won, for instance, they were like, "Well, that was a dumb pick. You just lost." I go, "Yeah, but you guys don't understand the way these bracket challenges work. You get more points if your later picks are right." The first the people get so worked up on the first round. First round's an absolute wash. You can get you can go you can be five hundred on your round of sixty four picks, but if your if your champion, your runner up, your final four, and your elite eight are in, you're good. Exactly. 
just take it with, you know, take it day by day, weekend by weekend. So like go, it's, it's, you know, it's an embrace, embrace the moment, go for the underdog. You know what I mean? Because would you rather in, in terms of just your bracket, I'm not talking about, you know, handicapping and that in terms of just your bracket, would you rather, would you rather, you know, like be on the upset end of an, of the upset or be on the losing end of a favorite losing? Probably one of the worst feelings in the world. You know, like you, like, like, like Ohio state last year was a two seed. I obviously had them winning in the first round, but I didn't have them going very far. I still didn't take oral Roberts, but I knew so many people that had Ohio state. I'm like, yeah, like that's, you know, that's, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It happens a lot. It's March. I want to talk. Not built for everybody. I think what what makes the the bracket interesting is the way things sort of um, like a, 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 everyone talks the round of sixty six the round of sixty four up to, like upsets, and yeah they're all they're all great they're all fun. I took Ohio like last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I took Cal Santa Barbara who lost in a free throw and ruined a fourteen leg parlay, but <laughs> yeah, that, that was so depressing. But it, what's amazing though is that like the deeper you go into it, and like and again, I'm just kind of f- filling it out as I go. Round of 32, UConn, Arkansas, Baylor, UNC. Like these are certain games that like you you look at it. Even like, for example, I'm gonna go out out on a limb here and take 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 Loyola Chicago first over uh, Ohio State. Loyola Chicago and Nova, two very similar teams with a very rock, similar right? mindset. Very interesting to, to, to have a 210 like that. Uh, or your visa. Arizona, if, they, if they get their TCU played incredible in the Big 12 down the stretch. Houston, Houston, Illinois, or even even Houston, Chattanooga. Chattanooga got into this tournament on a on a Hail Mary three. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they're sitting on the 13 line, ready to take on Houston, who has been who's been ridiculously defensively. But could could Chattanooga outshoot them? Probably possibly get to a second round matchup. I think they're a little bit better offensively than Illinois is. They haven't really given me anything to, to, to say, oh, Illinois, take them um, as the guy. But if you got Chattanooga-Houston, really good matchup. LSU-Wisconsin, strong defense for a strong offense. It's like everything about this from the, from the round of 32 on gets wild. And, and another thing, too, is if you're filling out a bracket and you're going to also bet on these games, don't necessarily bet on your bracket. Yeah, don't nine, do the same thing. Because 99% of the time you're wrong anyways. So, <laughs> like, like for example, if you're like me, who was like, oh, my God, Kentucky and Murray State. Yeah, right. Kentucky might be a five-point favorite, but Murray State could very well cover the game. Money lines are, are a little different, but at the end of the day, if you're, if you're betting and you're going to be betting on your bracket, you're going to lose a lot of money. So just be, be wary of that. <laughs> or just don't bet. Or just don't spend your money. Spend your money on other things. Uh, yeah, well, um, I, I I am a betting man. Uh, uh yeah, I know. And the uh, round of thirty two is going to be unbelievable. And then make this, it money. This Yo, I'm just that. saying my bracket's perfect right now. No, duh. <laughs> I need you to hear that. Talk to me again on what Tuesday. All right, so you ain't need, you ain't need Thursday. Thursday. You ain't even gonna get him, one of the text him at like you, five o'clock on Thursday. He not no. Nah, he not even gonna get one of the first uh one of the first four games right. He gonna get, get one out of wrong. here. Watch, watch. That doesn't even count towards your bracket. <laughs> See, yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. You already go well, wrong that's, before the bracket starts. Yeah, and and that's the funny thing. Like, 
you like when you fill it out now on like the bracket challenge app, you pick like uh, Rutgers slash Notre Dame. And then so like if you have the playing team winning the second round, you're like, well, yeah, but I think Rutgers is going to win. And I think Rutgers can beat the, the, the second round game, but I don't think Notre Dame can win the second round game. Yeah, it's just wild. But again, well, a, a man team makes it every year the second weekend. And I'm yeah, really yeah. interested. The, those each of those four teams can just. I would give it to Indiana. Real talk. Yeah, well, just, they looked real good yesterday, and then they lost. But like that's the fascinating thing, though. Too is, is like looking at those round of thirty-two games. UCLA will probably wind up making it out of the UCLA Akron group, in which case. Indiana versus St. Mary's, that's not a shootout kind of game. It's like like St. Mary's coming out, coming out of the West Coast, yeah, there isn't the competition there except for Gonzaga, and yeah, they had that one really good game, but when you're playing teams like Pacific and Pepperdine and Loyola Marymount, that, that like three-win conference teams, the, the, the way I described them to Tom the, the other day was I, I was like, you're basically looking at, at like, like Clemson in football where it's like the shit, shit, the shit stay in ACC, you know, and all, and all of a sudden – they turn it on in the playoff. Do we see St. Mary's beat Indiana? In which case, I don't know if it, maybe Indiana could, could beat UCLA in a uh, second round matchup. Same thing with again Rutgers Notre Dame. If they win, can they beat Bama? Then can they beat yeah. Tech? Like who knows? Bama's either going to make the Final Four or get blown out in the first round. Exactly. <laughs> no I lean the latter. Yeah, there's there's truly no middle ground with them. You you saw in the tournament. They were up 15 against, uh, I think it was A&M. Yeah. Yeah, A&M. No, uh, Vanderbilt. I'm sorry, Vanderbilt. They're up 15. And then, you know, you blink. It's a tie game. And so, but then, you know, they, they, it's, they're that team. Well, hey, Honestly, man. it's, it's more of a dark throw, but Texas is like that with me too. They're either, they're either going to get beaten bad by Virginia Tech or, you know, they're going to beat them and then beat Purdue. And all of a sudden they're in the Sweet 16. That that middle of the pack for these for these regions is where, as it happens every year, true color is going to be shown. Who's going to be the Pac-12 of this year? Last year, the Pac-12, you had you had Oregon State, who wasn't even sniffing the tournament. I think they won three games or something like that, like six games, and then they won the Pac-12 and then made the Sweet 16. It's it's March. To put this in perspective, too, our our good friends over at Pickup just tweeted this out. You guys can go to playpickup.com, start playing those headlines. Uh, everyone who did the the Michigan prop DJ of will Michigan make the tournament? It was 50-50 for the final results. Uh, and in, in Big Ten news, nine Big Ten teams get into the dance. Yeah. Because that says a lot about our conference. Like I said, it's like. Everybody looks at Michigan, and a lot of people are probably going to say we didn't deserve to get in the tournament, didn't deserve to play 11th. But like I told you guys before we hopped on, Michigan played in the Big Ten, had a quad one record of like 5-11 and 11 or like 6-10 and 10 or something like that. And then they had a quad two record of 3-3. Three and three. And then they played in the Big Ten, all with a rotation of about four or five of nine guys, four or five of them being freshmen. Mm-hmm. Playing in the Big Ten with that many freshmen – is arguably the hardest thing to do in the country. The Big Ten yeah. is so good at at appointing your weaknesses and making you go through them. I saw so many games where Big Ten teams made Michigan play through Caleb Houston, Musa Diabate, um, 
uh, DJ Williams, like guys who were not ready to have the offense run through them and the offense crumbled because they couldn't run it. I don't think I like, I don't know if that's going to happen in a tournament, but that's the difference between playing in the big 10 during the regular season versus other conferences. And that can prepare you for the tournament. Cause now I can feel like a team in the tournament could force Caleb Houston to run the game or force Musa Diabate to play well down low. And they can do that. And then the rest of the team can fall accordingly. But in the yeah. early season playing against a big 10, it, it wasn't going to work. And when, when your best player each of the last two seasons was then a freshman, now a sophomore, it's it should, it's like you said it's especially in that it's it's a weird it's a weird formula to have but last year it worked obviously when livers went down kind of kind of limited limited you guys floor he still made it I mean that ruined the season in all reality right that, right that is the reason we didn't win the championship yeah I mean you know you made it to uh made it to the second weekend but he shot he shot 41 percent from three-point land shooting uh 53 percent of his shots from three-point land Right in his career, and then so and and was the best defensive player on the team. When you lose a guy like that, you don't win a championship. And then so coming into this year now, now Hunter Hunter Dickinson's a sophomore, so your best player is a sophomore, and you're surrounded by freshmen. So he's pretty much the upperclassman when he's still technically underclassman. And you know you have a situation like the end of the year with Juwan Howard, where yeah he was back for the conference tournament, but not having not having your coach giving you the game plan those last five games, if he stayed and, you know, well, we're getting hypothetical, but if they went out into the conference tournament, it's a whole different, whole different story. They might, they might go on a run and win the big 10. You never know. So Michigan's one of the, again, there's so many, one of those teams. And I'm, glad I, you, I'm glad you touched on Juwan. I want to let everyone in the world know he did absolutely nothing wrong. Yeah. I don't care how anyone feels about it. You can look at the tape a thousand times over. There was a, a discussion during the game that both of them didn't like what happened. During the, the shake line afterward, Juwan shook his hand and tried to move forward, and he stopped his momentum, forced him to talk to him, and then he kept moving. And then his assistant coach grabbed at one of his players. As a now head coach, if I ever see a coach grab at one of my kids – all hell would break loose. I don't care. Yeah. Because as my job as a head coach, is my first job is to protect all my players and keep them safe. So in my eyes, he did absolutely nothing wrong. Five games was too much, in my opinion. Two and a couple in the forty thousand dollar fine he got would have been just enough. But hey, it's one. Of I don't those... make. I don't make the decision. I saw a hilarious tweet under got. under Michigan's like, uh, we punched our ticket to the dance <laughs> tweet. Somebody put a, a clip of Juwan hitting the guy and said, yeah, literally punched. <laughs> it's one of those things where, you know, the way it escalated, you know, like you never want to see that. You never want to see, you know, a brawl like that, even with the whole, you know, the whole thing with, 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 with the Bryant game a couple a couple days ago, about a week ago. You never want to see it escalate like that. Like if Juwan had pushed the, had had, you know, did that to the coach and they got separated and that was it. We wouldn't even be talking about it right now, you know. Maybe a fine, and that's and that's pretty much it. And, and again, it's it's because I look back at that tape a thousand times. Not even the fight, just like the, the game tape. You're down 15 with like 15 seconds left, right? And as a coach, as a former player, 
you're never going to stop trying to win until the final buzzer. So you're pressing. So just, just to kind of play both sides, play devil's advocate, if you're Greg Gard, if I'm talking to Juwan Howard, don't be mad at me when I call a timeout because I can tell that you're not going to stop playing to the final whistle. So, like, I want to, I want to tell my guys, listen, they're not going to stop till the game's over. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, like Greg, Greg Gard figured out that Juwan Howard and Michigan were not going to stop. So he was like, well, I'm not going to have my players, you know, like bouncing around on the baseline and then, you know, th- throw a bad pass. And next thing you know, it's a six-point game. So he called that timeout, obviously, as a coach. You're going to get heated about it. But at the same time, it was really a sticky situation. But when I, you know, I always try and just take a, take a back seat and kind of look at what both sides were doing. And I, so, like, don't. Don't get mad at me for trying to make sure you don't come back. Because if Greg Gard sits back on and just sits on the bench, and you know some like Tracy McGrady from back in the day stuff happens, and Michigan scores 15 points in 15 seconds, they're going to overtime. Greg Gard's getting all the crap for that. You know why didn't you call a timeout? Why didn't you like? Why didn't you help your team figure it out? And I also love he's not obviously Juwan Howard's a very very tall man. Greg Gard stopped him in his steps. Like when they when they met up, I was like, "Oh, my Greg Gard's not that big of a guy." I'm like, but he stopped him in his tracks. And to wild. me, that and to me, that's a suspend like that's a suspendable offense. Yeah, like you can't just like he didn't look at him and stopped him. Like he had to have physically stopped him. That's yeah. what started the altercation. And looking at both sides, like I'm not mad at him for calling the timeout. I yeah, would have yeah, done yeah. the same thing. Like. I'm coaching a game. I got, you know, 20 seconds to get it across half. If, you know, if it's 19 and, you know, or, you know, it's 10 seconds left and my guy's getting harassed and he's got 15 yards to run, I'm going to call a timeout. I'm going to yeah. do something, you know, like I'm no. not just going to let it happen no matter how much time is on the clock. I, I understand both sides. But, like, he's got to understand at the same time, getting a word across is not that important. Something as simple right. as a phone call or an email suffices the same point later on. But right. ego is what all of that was. He had to say it in that moment because it, it made his ego feel better. Mm-hmm. And I won't say Juwan didn't act off ego either because I'm sure he did. But like, yeah. that, that's what it comes down to. And I, I mean, I like a coach with ego. It, oh. it rubs off on your players. If you have that much passion about it, so do your players. And they Ego play and fire are what you need. You, you, you don't want to want a coach that's like, you know, yeah, like good game. We lost. Like it's, you know, it is what it is. At any level, at any level, you have that. It's it's because you want to be mad when you lose and happy when you win, and in some cases, even mad when you win because you know, like, oh, like there's things we could have done better. Oh man, we are back. It's March. You know, it's the one thing I I would have wished uh, I I would have wished the committee had put uh, Wisconsin and Michigan in that South region. Like, like they gave, they gave Wisconsin home field. But so the bracket is filled out for me. My my first bracket that I have gone through. You did it already? Jeez yeah. Louise. Yeah. Never disappoint. Well, well, right. Oh, no, no, no. Right here. So so I do it every year. I will watch Slash on Sunday and I will literally just without Belong doing any league. sort of look into any team, I will just make a bracket. And then that'll be the starting point. So um KB, the stat you gave uh from pickup, how many teams made made the uh 316 from the Big Ten? Well, the amount of teams that made the tournament this year, there's nine. 
All right. So, so Seth Seth has Gonzaga, Arizona, Kentucky, and Wisconsin as Final Four, with Gonzaga runner-up, Arizona champion. So Clark has huh. Gonzaga, Arizona, Kentucky, and Iowa. Gonzaga, Arizona in the championship. I was a fascinating with, play to, to go with Gonzaga the as the champion and Arizona. I also have uh, right now the Wiz himself, Christian Wisniewski, our resident uh, video extraordinaire slash just like number cruncher. He is running a minimum of 50 simulations for every first round matchup right now. More kid. So, so like, I will have that information that? at our disposal. Uh, he's also in the Twitch chat, and he said, Nova got a brutal draw. That region is a go. It's going to be a dogfight. Uh, Texas A&M didn't make it despite their run. Well, yeah, we knew that was going to happen. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to – like, the, the Aggies did a great job this year, but it's, it just simply wasn't enough. Um. Tom, I gotta I gotta bring it up. You and I as two uh, Maction guys, St. Peter's at Kentucky. Can Casey and Defo do anything in that game? Oh, <laughs> oh, bro! Hey, hey, look, look! I will never, I will never forget the time that Middle Tennessee State upset upset Denzel Washington's Michigan State. No, anything no, no. is possible in March, my Denzel, friend. Denzel, 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 who? Valentine. Yeah, I said Washington. <laughs> I said Washington. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Great actor, not good at basketball. He's more. He's more of a uh, football guy. Listen, Kentucky's big man. His last name is Schwebe, right? Yes, sir. He's going to have. Hey, he's nasty. Twenty-five points and eighteen rebounds, at least. Probably at halftime. Hey, yeah, should have been. But like, Arguably, in my opinion, should be one or two for the Wooden Award, if not for Jordan Davis. But he's currently like fourth in the odds, just saying. Wait, say that again? Sorry. I think he should be one or two for the Wooden Award, but he's I think he's like fourth right now behind like Jordan Davis. And uh, I got to look. I think, well, this was like a week ago. He went a three-game stretch where I think he had 75 points and 45 rebounds. That's inhumane. That's twenty five fifteen average. Like, and 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 it's and and so finally I'm like, well, I gotta watch this kid. So I threw it on. The way he just jumps up with both hands to the hoop, and the ball just sticks to his hands. It's a magnet. It's, it's so Dennis Rodman like. Amazing. It's insane. Yeah, it's, yeah it's that's insane. A, that's a beautiful comparison. Like and again the way the way he just controls the paint on both sides of the floor right. is and literally he, insane. I only watched the game for like maybe a half hour yesterday. Did he even play yesterday? I'm not sure. Because he, he did he, a little bit. What do you say? He did. He did. Because I, I was gonna say like they Kentucky when I woke up yesterday morning was my was my number one pick to win outright. And then they looked really bad yesterday. And, I'm, and then every time I looked, I didn't see Schwebe out there. So he played 24 minutes and had a, had a quiet 13 and 11. But um, And it's crazy that you say quiet because you look at other guys who dropped 13 and 11. That's a great night. Like Oh, for, for other that guys? Just says, yeah, that just says how good he is. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that just says how good he is. Like, we're talking, like, 
on the level of Joel Embiid. Like when Joel Embiid goes out and drops twenty four and eleven, that's a quiet night. But then he goes out yeah. and drops thirty eight and and you know like fifteen, and everybody's like, "Oh my Jesus, Joel Embiid!" Yeah, it, it's the same thing with this kid. Like he's that good, so good. So boys, I, I, I hate to uh, jump into the conversation here uh, and change it up, but uh, sports books have released the lines. I was just going to say I have some early lines like right in front of my oh, face. Oh, we have right all now. of them uh, on a certain sports book. Um, first of all, St. Peter's is a seventeen and a half point dog to Kentucky. Some of them out at me early on, and I'll run through these real fast. First of all, the first four in Notre Dame Rutgers. Rutgers a, a two-point favorite. Bryant, a two-point dog to Wright State. Just shout out Petey Kiss, former Quinnipiac Bobcat. What a I, have Bryant, I have Bryant at plus dude. two and a half. I would take Bryant. Yeah, Bri- yeah, Bryant two and a half. Rutgers minus two against Notre Dame. Don't have anything on the uh, on, on the five tw- on the um, 12s yet. UConn's a six and a half point favorite against New Mexico State. Ooh. I love that. Some... Uh, Let's find some ones that are interesting. Memphis and Boise State, literally a pick them one and a half aside, favoring uh, Memphis. God, Davidson, Michigan. Michigan State's only a one and a half point favorite against Davidson. Davidson, Michigan State. And, oh, and Michigan, Colorado State. Michigan favored one and a half over Colorado State. Uh, TC. Uh, I really wish we were an underdog, TBH. <laughs> yeah, that. I really, I really hope those those lines are going to change and Michigan's going to end up being an underdog and they're going to win. This this is my, this is my favorite part too. If you're looking to like to to organize your bracket, um, Vegas is never wrong. So for yeah. the most part, you you like if you read the odds, you can actually pretty well figure out things. Loyola Chicago one point favorite versus Ohio State. They're calling it a pick'em, but if they're giving the favorite to the underdog here, technically the underdog, quote unquote. Um. I wouldn't call that an upset then if they're already considered the favorite to begin with. Like, like I, I remember uh, a few weeks ago when like all of the top six teams in the nation uh, lost. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, upsets everywhere!" Some of the teams like that that were the better team ranking wise were not the favorite in the game. I believe Tennessee was one of those games. Like Tennessee was a was a, was a three point favorite uh, over. I don't, cannot tell you who who they played, but is it really an upset if the lower seeded team? Is the favorite? It, I think Chicago is the. It is. That. It is on the bracket, but not in not in the uh, not in the exactly. gambling world. But in the bracket, you know, yeah. That would San be. Diego State two point five. Texas 2. is only a two and a half point favorite over Virginia Tech. Exactly. Like like, like you, you're seeing these numbers that that like are are sticking out. Iowa nine and a half versus Richmond. I I would lay it with. UNC is a three point favorite against Marquette. Shaka Smart has. If you take away the Final Four run with VCU, Shaka Smart has never won an NCAA tournament game. Yeah, you crazy. Right. You're I'm right. Not You're right. He You're he right. he went on that run. Texas gave him all everything, everything, and the kitchen sink. Came to Texas, <laughs> won one game. Yeah, one game. which is why I love Virginia Tech in that matchup. Plus, exactly. there's a kid from South Jersey on that squad. No, so. no, Shaka's on Marquette now. Oh, that's I'm I still, I still like Virginia State. Tech with those odds. You know, Virginia Tech's got that one kid. I think he's number zero. He was dunking all over Duke last night. He was he was flying, flying high. Flying high. San Francisco one and a half point favorite against Murray State. That's really interesting. 
I find that fascinating. Murray State's going to be a popular pick. Uh, Miami USC, DJ, you wanted to talk about it. Half point is the difference. See? I'm smashing that, dude. What's the smashing Miami over USC? What's up? What's the seeds again? Uh, Seeds for that one. It's the uh, 7 10 USC Miami. USC is the. Is a half point favorite. Again, it's one of it's it's I really take, one I of those, take Miami on that. I call them like marketing games. So you know the U, we saw them beat Duke at Cameron Indoor. You know we they they were like eleven and one in their first twelve or whatever in conference play. And USC, nobody nobody with nobody with a relatively early time to wake up for the next day for work is going to watch USC versus. Oregon State at eleven o'clock at night on a Tuesday. Exactly. So, and and even against like the better teams, I know they lost a couple days ago, but USC had a couple really nice wins, but they were so late at night. This is why the Pac-12 broke the tournament last year. You, like UCLA, nobody knew who you, you, UCLA was. Nobody knew that they had you know three or four juniors in their starting lineup, and and then so everyone saw them, including me, saw them against uh, Michigan State. They were like, oh, Michigan State, Michigan State, Michigan State. They beat Michigan State, go to the Final Four. So that's an interesting one where, you know, like, again, my initial instinct says, you know, Miami's a really athletic team. And then my now college basketball fanatic side of my brain says, I really need to just take a back seat and just analyze USC for a couple minutes. Because that's a game where Miami can either break the doors off the game or that's a game where 38% of brackets are busted. Exactly. We're in for a doozy, gentlemen. We are oh, in. For it, a it will be. Uh, it'll be a ride. And I got And I got to make my bracket tonight, just because I'm gonna. I go to. Na- I go to Nashville tomorrow, so it's you know. <laughs> it's. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna be any. I'm not gonna have a like a good time to actually sit down in a chair. Broadway, and, Tommy. Yeah, like I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna have a time to actually sit in a chair and circle games and like pick an actual bracket. So tonight it's or maybe do the airport tomorrow. I don't know. Think about Tom, you should, you should post a photo in the airport holding your bracket up. Well, St. <laughs> Patty's Day. That's gonna be it's gonna be in my shirt pocket. Just yeah. So be, so actually, the, yeah, the yeah. irony in all this is that uh, on that. So first of all, the games start on St. Patrick's Day, which which to begin with is um is crazy. Hold on, I gotta open up the segment here. Here the new hat. So. There we go. March Madness begins on St. Patty's Day. So let's start there. Um, I will be in Manhattan all day getting ready for the Rangers and Islanders game. And, and like Tom, who will be drunk at a bar in Nashville, we will literally have our brackets of stapled to our chests. That's it. Just letting everyone in America know, okay, I am taking fucking Richmond over Iowa today. And they're playing three feet down the road at the Barclays Center. So I'm like I'm ready to just hit the ground running, uh, and also they chose the worst possible day to have the first round. Brackets are going to be demolished because guys are because there will be the people who are like analyzing things and are filling out brackets every single day, getting ready. Then there's going to be the one guy in your bracket group who's like, "Shit, I didn't fill I didn't fill one out." It's the morning of the games. You're already you're already on your bender because you started at six thirty in the morning pounding Guinness. Oh, Not a sponsor. Like, oh God! What am only, I be- <laughs> only beer we consume is Kenwood. Big fat. Wow! All right, it's St. Patrick's Day. It's a little, it's a little <laughs> doesn't matter. Little different. Kenwood's year round, baby. And it's the Irish heritage for uh, for me. But you're going to be pounding down guy. beer 
because you're already starting your bender. Because, of course, the quote, can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. And then all of a sudden, uh, we have just absolute bedlam on a Thursday. And I will... I won't even be able to enjoy the Rangers Islanders game because I'll be so in tune to just looking at my phone every five fucking minutes. A um, couple more lines that, 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 that just came out, the other first four games. AM Corpus Christi, one and a half point dog to Texas Southern. And Indiana, three and a half point favorite against Wyoming. The home of Josh Allen. It's going to be a doozy, guys. Side note, since this is an episode of Underground Sports Philadelphia, we also had, of course, because the NFL doesn't sleep, uh, two big NFL free agent contracts just got signed. Zach Ertz is going back to the Cardinals on a three-year deal, and then the Dallas Cowboys have signed Michael Gallup to a five-year, $62.5 million contract. (laughs) Wow. That's kind of pitiful. Talk about throwing out Amari Cooper and... and thinking you were going to retain money so you could actually uh, make some moves and then you just choose to blow it away on on, on the uh, next man up. All right, whatever. If I had an extra day before my trip, I'd probably iron my bracket onto one of my white (laughs) (laughs) T-shirts. And just wear that Thursday. And then they're they're like, you make a bracket? Yeah, it's just here, dude. Just (laughs) let me me know who won. Throws the flannel on, on over it and just like... Just tears exactly. it open. Little, Superman all day. Matt, you look oh. like you look like uh, Peter Griffin. He looks like by the order of the Peaky Blinders, <laughs> which is a fantastic show. Really, no, you know, no actually, I as per KB's request, I started it the other day, and it's really good. I still have to like we, start it, but I saw we the got season scammed six comes the out whole, this summer. So they released an update. They were like, "Yeah, Peaky's back on Netflix, March 20. Uh, February twenty seventh. Everyone, everyone on the that already watched it got excited. So February twenty seventh, I go on Netflix. It's not up. I go, do I have to update it or something? I look it up. That's the London release date. Yeah, BBC. Why don't y'all ever click on the article and read? Like, man, I don't read. I'm trying to. That's no problem now. We're trying to analyze what the bracket's gonna look like. If you tell me Peaky's coming out, the the journalist says he doesn't read, guys. Let's break it down here. Hey, he ain't the only journalist in here. I read. Facts. <laughs> That's well, all I well, the amount of reading I had to do this past football season, I had an aneurysm. Yeah, oh, man. We ain't even gonna, we're all we journalists. Ain't There's only that. one journalist here who doesn't read. All right. So let's uh, talk a little more here because I, I want to get your opinions. So uh, my Sweet 16, uh, because, you know, Dick Vitale. not even that far. Right. Well, here, well, let, let's. I ain't well, even got a bracket. In a in a hypothetical world, Gonzaga versus Texas Tech. I, I think Tech might be Duke in, in the uh, Sweet 16 round to get to, get to get to the Elite Eight. Gonzaga versus Arkansas. Tech versus Duke. Baylor and Indiana. Indiana will beat UCLA. But then again, the Pac-12, I don't watch it enough. Purdue and Kentucky. Uh, USC and Wisconsin. Richmond, Kansas. Nova, Tennessee. And Houston, Arizona. Final four, Gonzaga, Kentucky, Kansas, and Zona. And, of course, the battle of the one seed. So your final four is all chalk. For the most part. Well, um, Kentucky, will Kentucky. I, I'll have now at least um, upsetting Baylor, quote-unquote upset. So it'll be uh, Gonzaga and Kentucky, and then Zona and Kansas. Yeah. The, the, the problem is, is, like, you want to talk about, like, going chalk in these things and, like, like yeah, it – it's a great story when you have the guy who like like accurately predicted that Florida Gulf Coast, the 15 seed, would go on and meet 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 the uh, the Sweet 16. 
But like, in all honesty, the only real like non shock you're gonna get is gonna be in those first couple of rounds, and unless you're gonna get that like, like for example, I think Texas Tech, the number one, the number one defense in the country, could very well beat Gonzaga. We've already seen what happens when Chet Holmgren isn't on the floor and it's just literally Drew Timmy the whole time. Yeah, they are exposed, and that's exactly what what St. Mary's did against them. If the same thing happens against Texas Tech, who has one of the best front courts in basketball, you're kind of looking at a situation where you could see a see a very big upset. I think Baylor is a good is a good one seed. I think, in my opinion, Kentucky should have been on that one line. I think their loss to Tennessee is the only thing preventing them from it. Exactly. So I think I think Kentucky is basically a a underseeded one seed. Kansas against Wisconsin in that elite eight matchup matchup up that I have right now. Jordan Davis is going to have to have the game of his life in order to really get there. And I think Kansas is Johnny Davis. You mean? Yeah, Johnny Davis with a with an with a healthy Remy Martin. This Kansas team is way too good. Yeah, I mean Remy Martin wasn't even a factor in the beginning of the year. Now he's slowly exactly, and now here he is. So the the teams again that I was infatuated with coming in Arkansas, I'll I'll have them beating UConn. Tennessee, I'll have them upsetting uh, Villanova going to go going into the Elite Eight. I'm still on the fence with a team like Iowa, and I have Richmond technically going to the going to the to the uh, Sweet Sixteen. That that's your your twelve line team making it, plus also Indiana over UCLA. I'm just wait. What the hell is that? That's Tony Cavallero. <laughs> he plays lacrosse. He also follows me on Twitter. So for all of you that don't follow me on Twitter, at SCS underscore next great, go ahead and do that. Closing in on 500. If you'd like to be a part of the party. I think I'm like at like 2:30 right now. Not really good. Get, yeah, get, tap tap tap. Stephen McAvoy underscores. Right dude, there. getting Twitter right getting Twitter followers is so hard. It's like it's like insane. Yeah, because like I got like 1,200 Instagram followers, but I have no Twitter followers. Exactly, bro. Um, I don't understand. Urban Santana follows me on Twitter. Same. Uh, I think Urban Santana follows me. Jose Batista follows me, and uh, of course the legend Rob Perez because he follows literally everybody. Um, but no, the. Uh, because so what happened started. last year, the final four was two ones, a two, and an 11. So the final four, more often than not, is really one wild card and then chalk. And when I say chalk, one to three is chalk. Yeah. And and then, of course, the final was what really the loyal college, true college basketball fans wanted because it was Gonzaga and Baylor and everyone else all year long. And we got to watch them play. Yeah, Baylor punched Gonzaga in the mouth on the opening tip-off. And then it wasn't even a competitive game the rest of the way. Um, but no, final – I mean, that's solid final four. Who was the one – I think your lowest seed was, what, a two? Yeah, yeah, it was Kentucky. So so, so here, so you know what? You bring, you bring up a good point. That one wild card team, because, again, one through, th- one through three being chalk, if you look at my Elite Eight, it's uh, Gonzaga the one – Tech the three, I believe. Yeah, Tech the three, Kentucky two, Baylor one, Wisconsin three, Kansas one, uh, Kansas one, Tennessee three, and Zona one. So it's literally the exact same thing. It's it's one three, one three, one three, and then one two. So yeah. who is that team? And Tom, we'll leave it off here. Who is the team that can make the final four that is that wild card? And what and Obviously, the the path there is is next to impossible for for the most part because they actually did a really good job here, and, I, and I'm noticing it now, of spreading out those top teams across the bracket. So if you're going to go with someone like Davidson, let's say, 
Really good team out of the Eaton, even like Richmond. Richmond will have to go through Iowa first, then the winner of Providence, San Diego, uh, South Dakota State, and then Kansas. Davidson, on the on the other hand, beat Michigan State, then have to beat Duke, then have to beat Tech, or the winner of uh, Notre Dame, Rutgers, Alabama, whichever one you want to go with, probably Tech, will be that team. So who's the wild card here? I'm just looking now. I mean. And is it Colorado State? Yeah, so like wild card, you know, it really ranges anywhere from – I wouldn't even consider like a four a wild card. I'm thinking like six or higher. Okay. Um, it's literally just based on name at this point. From considering the last four years, Loyola at ten is beautiful. I you wouldn't see at eight from an underdog standpoint. Yeah, but you would see really underwhelmed this year. Yeah, but that, the, that's the whole part. They can underwhelm there, and then in the, that's the whole narrative about them, so people will pick against them. Um, and then in the tournament, they could go on a run. Well, like, like the, the, the perfect team Michigan. in that sense to me, like every year it was serious. <laughs> bing, 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 no, no I'm, not e- I'm not even exaggerating. Like Michigan at 11. Michigan at 11 is if they probably win, – if they I like, like it. If they figure it out and they win, they can – they can beat Tennessee, no problem. I say I feel like they have a very favorable, like the, their their region. If they can get it, just one game at a time. Iowa at the five. That ain't. Iowa, a wild card. I don't know. Iowa's a weird team where it's just Iowa's not going to make it, bro. They're going to crumble. At the end of the day, it's just they're going to blow gotta, it in a game they shouldn't. I'm telling you, got to be tolerable on defense, and Iowa just plays shootouts every game, and that's it's not. Like if you look at, I think I just no, I have it right here. Uh, so I have I have breaking NFL news by oh the way. Uh, Is Brady back. Brady's back. Serious? He just tweeted out these past two months. I've realized my place is still on the field and not in the stands. That time will come, but it's not now. I love my teammates and I love my supportive family. They make it all possible. I'm coming back for my 23rd season in Tampa. Unfinished business, LFG. Did I just blindly get that right? Yes. Nah, bro. You ain't blindly get that right. Everybody kind of knew it because... I don't know. Oh, no. I'm saying in terms of, like, I've been eyeballing the bracket the last 10 minutes, so when he goes breaking oh, out, yeah. I'm throwing a dart. Yeah, Brady's back. And it landed. Bullseye. Yes, it's it's BS. You know, Tom um, Brady. Man didn't get he's it, it goes back to that ego piece I was talking about. He didn't get to announce his own retirement, so of course he's not gonna go and retire. It's, it's BS. Still slamming the Packers to win the Super Bowl. So you know though, and and, and to, Tom can relate here. Um we had a we had a we have a a, a, a professor Rich Hanley, and he always talks about uh guys retire as champions and guys who are so who are so attached to their game. Tom Brady isn't Tom Brady without football, just much like Nick Saban is the same way. Nick Saban will not retire until he uh, – when he retires, he will retire a national champion. He's going to die. He's going to die before yeah. he retires. For, for, yeah. for your enjoyment, DJ, people thought Aaron Rodgers was dramatic. Man, bro. You see this, bro? This is ridiculous. Man like, just Tom, took a whole two-month break just to say, nah, I'm playing. Well, look – I, I literally said it when he when he when he announced it. I was like, "There's no shot he retires because he he will only retire once he wins the Super Bowl." Yeah, he ain't gonna win it. I'm telling you, I'm slamming the Packers. If he wins it next year, he will most certainly it, either age either age will catch, will catch catch up with them, which I don't really think will happen because 
the, the guy's never touched. Like a quarterback, he, maybe this he's, year he's, he's scary, bro. He throws the ball away. Man ain't been outside of the pocket since two thousand and one, bro. <laughs> but it works. No, Win the games. Hurt. He make everybody else do his work, bro. Pitiful. Doesn't extend or, any plays. Doesn't do anything that's really exciting. Exactly. He makes everyone else do all the work. You're furthermore proving my point. Dude, it's, it's a team game. And, yeah, yeah, and he makes everyone else do everything and then takes all the credit. Oh, yeah, I'm the greatest to ever do it. Man, you don't do nothing but throw the ball five yards. Guess what? I can stand behind the offensive line and throw the ball five yards and tell my running back to run 90. You could do that, Mac. I probably could, honestly. My little sister could do that, bro. I have a couple, couple not make more that man uh, the greatest basketball questions. Sorry Go to ahead. cut off the uh, – the Tom Brady. Go, go ahead. We can here, get back but, to that because I, yeah, I got a lot to say about Tom Brady. You know what? Here, here we'll, we'll we'll do another show and we'll talk all about Brady and just just just, 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 just uh, go on a tangent. Oh, trust three me, I can talk about I that am, for hours. Three matchups that I currently have listed. That I'm salivating over, but I'm like, I don't know how the hell I'm going to approach this. UConn, Arkansas. Oh, I'm excited. Uh, Va- yeah, Vatek, Purdue. If it happens, yeah. Uh, Again, this is all, this is all speaking like like have the hypotheticals here, but UConn Arkansas, which I love both these teams, and we talk like resumes. Like UConn has obviously the resume like every single year, and they don't necessarily play their absolute best, but they get hot at the right time. Um, much like a Syracuse, like every year, obviously Syracuse won't be here, but UConn Arkansas, Vatek Purdue, and the other thing that I'm really interested in is as I run, as I run down, down my list here. Actually, UFC Auburn, because like Auburn can lose any day of the week. You don't really know what's going to happen, and it all kind of comes down to three guys play at a given time. Where do you go on all three of these at, in terms of like early on thoughts for who would advance? USC Auburn Auburn. No, not USC Arkansas. No, you oh, no no. Who does no. Auburn play? Well, it's uh, not USC. Well, Auburn's going to be – Auburn Miami. should should beat Jacksonville State in the first round. Then they'll get the winner of USC-Miami. But Auburn's proven to us time in and time out that even against an absolutely abysmal Florida team, they can't necessarily win games when they should. I, I feel like Auburn's a great team that plays up on the really good opponents but plays down so hard on, yeah. teams, that, on teams lesser than them, which is why a lot of people don't consider Auburn – the best two in a tournament, or why many said they should not have deserved the one line whatsoever, which obviously they didn't get. But I have Auburn as like a, as like a budget three seed. Well, what are the other threes? Uh, the other three: Purdue, are Wisconsin, Tennessee, Wisconsin, Tennessee, and Texas Tech. Yeah, I mean, I think they definitely fit more in that three area. Yeah, just because the other two is blow them out of the water. But so there would have been the other two. Which one of those threes do you make? Which one of those threes? Which one of the threes do I um, – Probably Tennessee only because they won the SEC. And I am I say that's fair because I don't think either one of the Big Ten teams deserve to be a two. Yeah, exactly. Like if I were to real, – like realistically, I think I, – I actually wrote it down um, like last week before before tournament, tournaments even happened. I was like, like who are my – Seeds. I think I had. All right. So, so yeah. So my my ones were Gonzaga, Baylor, Kansas, and Kentucky. 
That was just going in. My twos were Tennessee. Were Tennessee. Um, I'm totally destroying a blank. Duke. I, I thought Arkansas was like on that that like line, but obviously they got bounced out early, so it didn't necessarily work, work out in their favor. Auburn was at so yeah, so Auburn was actually at the three line. I pushed Providence all the way all the way back to five, which they want they wound up sitting sitting here at four, which even then I, I I'm ludicrous about. I think Wisconsin fits there at three. Tennessee should have been on the two line in my opinion, um, especially because because they, they played out of their mind during turn during, during tournament play. Duke should be there, and, and Kentucky again. So it's – I would have pushed back Auburn, and I don't necessarily trust them, even against a team like USC, who has talent. And again, the Pac-12, we, we sort of undermine them all the time. But I guess we'll have to wait for uh, for Christian simulations to see how, how how it plays out. Did we did we say that out of the four play-in teams, Indiana would be the one that would make the Sweet 16? Uh, I did, yeah. I don't think would, Rutgers can. I think like well, first of all, all Bama Rutgers will be a bloodbath, and Notre yeah. Dame they, they get crushed. So either team wins, Bama or Rutgers taking on probably Texas Tech, who will probably take down down uh, Montana State. I think Tech's a pretty good team that could that could very well make the Final Four. And we talk about these adjusted offense, offense and defenses. They're top ten in both categories, thanks to Ken Palm. So. I think right there, you're, you're. There's no shot that, that they might even make it that far. Um, Texas Tech, Montana State will be a 48 to 30 game. <laughs> Probably. Talk about if you need to go out and do something for like two hours, and that game's on. Do it then. <laughs> What's the snoozer? Did they do an early line for that game? Yeah, hold on. Let me uh, let me find it God, on my that, scoreboard. That just of choice. sounds ugly. Texas Tech versus Montana State. So I believe um, so. Only spreads are available. There, there, there is no over unders, but honestly, the over under will probably be like a hundred. <laughs> oh no, yeah, I meant spread. Like, what's the line for that? All right, so the line right now. Did we say up. we liked Rutgers slash Notre Dame over Alabama? I do. I, like Nate Oates has been trying to get Bama to play defense, and they just don't know how to do it. It's a it, it's like <laughs> trying to teach an infant how to walk. Like early on, it just doesn't work. Um. Actually, by the way, the uh, the Notre Dame Rutgers line moves down down to one. Yeah, so it's gonna it's gonna move a lot. Already. Um, what was the uh, line you wanted? The Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Sixteen points. It'll be forty-eight to thirty, eighteen, and they cover. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolute monstrosity. Some of these lines look like you, you gotta laugh about them, like. Tennessee sixteen and a half versus Longwood, Nova over Delaware same number, Auburn Auburn over over Jackson State same number, Purdue over Yale. I think Yale, Yale could actually cover the 16, 16 and a half of that game. Yes. Baylor twenty, Kentucky seventeen. Montana State scoring margin is two. <laughs> they score, they score seventy four and give up seventy two. Ouch. What do we think? Gonzaga is going to cover the 24 against uh, Georgia State? Gonzaga is not going to have a single-digit final score until the Sweet 16. If that. It's, it happens every year. It's a cakewalk. It's once they, once they finally, like, I mean, even 
even if they wind up playing UConn or Arkansas, I don't honestly, I don't even see that game even being relatively close. It'll take them, like you said, playing a team maybe like Tech, or I mean, Duke beat them in in uh, in late November. But again, that's late November. Yeah, it, 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 that's way too way too early to call. And Gonzaga to that point wasn't necessarily even in form yet. Right, like, like Ch- Chet Holgren was practically practically getting his bearings on campus, let alone uh, figuring out, out out how to play college hoops. Right, and that and that that was a neutral site game. That wasn't even at Gonzaga. A lot of Gonzaga's early games against those ranked teams were neutral sites because some of them were in, were in tournaments and stuff. Can Palm do a a, a rating? Still not for, impressed for, for uh, n- 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 like n- n- um, neutral sites. I don't know. Ken Palm, Ken Palm is, a, is a little bit too much numbers for me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Not even a little bit. I watch college basketball enough where I can use some numbers but make but make respectable eyeball takes. Non-conference strength of schedule rating. Let's see where Gonzaga fit the bill here. Alabama is probably number one. Uh, actually, number one is uh, Prairie View A&M out of the SWAC. Okay, they don't count. Next one. Yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> technically, uh, technically uh, among tournament teams, um, Texas, Texas Texas Southern is one, Bama's two, Nova three. So Bama. Mich- Michigan four, Memphis five, Tennessee. Where is Gonzaga? They're probably way Bro, down. Bro, they're, the they're like bottom of this fucking schedule thing. Dude, they don't play anyone. Ever. Yeah, two, t- 246th. Yeah. That's every year, dude. That's so fun. It's every year. It's so the only so the only teams that they actually beat out uh, on this list. Let me find it. They beat Kentucky, um, Arkansas, Cal State, Fullerton, UConn, Delaware, Purdue, Norfolk State, Akron, USC, Duke, TCU, Indiana, Iowa, Iowa State, Longwood, Texas, Texas Tech, A and M, and then the last place team, actually right next to Quinnipiac in terms of uh uh. Out of conference strength because they fucking suck too. Rutgers is fourth to last. Boy, I mean, Rutgers is only is only in the tournament because of the teams they beat at the rack. Exactly, and honestly, well, like, like they, that should actually be your reasoning for for if Rutgers wins the play in, why they will probably lose in a bloodbath shootout game to at to Bama. I'm telling you, Alabama is either going to make the Final Four in New Orleans or lose in the first round. I have them losing in the second round right now. Yeah, I would I would confidently have Rutgers lose second to round, Texas possibly Tech. even lose first round to Rutgers, depending on the the situation. What is what would be the situation that would make it depend? Well, Bama versus Rutgers, first of all, would be a a bloodbath game, so it's really gonna be who's gonna outshoot who. And then at that point, whoever wins that game is gonna lose tech. Or at least the way I see it. So, I'm Rutgers could very well beat Bama, right but if Bama with... gets that, gets that second round game against against uh, Texas Tech, it's almost curtains. How far do we have Duke going? I have them losing in the in the Sweet Sixteen attack. Tech's a weird team. They are weird. Like like they they are the number one defensive team in the country. They're they're sixty fifth in offense. They're not per se a they didn't have a they, they had a pretty good strength of schedule outside they finished um again according to Ken Palm 18th amongst uh opposing opposing 
strength to strength of schedule. Their at a conference strength was 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 absolutely abysmal. Um, but again, the teams they played, 11th in opposing defense, 37 37th in offense. It's just the defense was just leaps and bounds better than everybody else in the in the in the NCAA. Defense wins championships. You're right. And they have one of the best rebounders in the nation. So this is actually a, 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 a different, uh, interesting point here. Looking at teams who are top twenty, so I believe the number is like fourteen of the last fifteen champions um, have had within the top twenty adjusted offense and defense together. So UCLA fifteenth and twelve. Uh, I'm, I'm going to find a, a, a number here and, and, and let y'all know. Well, I have a feel. UCLA, Houston, Gonzaga, Baylor. Well, so the Zags are there. So there's one. Uh, Zona, they're five and twenty. So offense, defense. Uh, Baylor's nine, nine and twelve on that number. Baylor can legitimately, with I'm not even joking, they can win the whole thing again. Houston, ten and eleven. That's very interesting because they're right there. Uh, UCLA is fifteen and twelve, and I believe actually that might that that, might, that that's it. So those are five teams there that if you're looking at champions to make it, and and happen to be in that top twenty in both areas, Gonzaga, Arizona, Baylor, Houston, and UCLA, and Houston would wind up drawing that same Arizona team in in the uh, in, in the Sweet Sixteen. And UCLA yeah. will, will probably wind up getting Indiana. It's a whole lot of numbers. Numbers are fun. At, if you look at Baylor's path to the Elite Eight, they obviously, unless it's the point zero zero one percent chance they lose to the 16 seed, they're going to win. Then they're going to beat either UNC or Marquette. Then they either play Indiana or St. Mary's. Or UCLA. Then, right, or UCLA, obviously. And then on the other side, they're playing one of probably either Kentucky, Purdue, or or Vatek. or best better case for them, one of the one of the up one of the higher seed teams. That's a thing that it's going to be like because people are going to get so stuck on the oh well nobody no, uh, like no no one's gone back to back in like fifteen years yeah but that doesn't mean they can't make the elite eight. Like another thing too, I already told Mac. I already told Macklin about this. Seven of the last nine national champions didn't win their conference tournament. So I have I have a list. Like a, I narrowed it down because obviously you're gonna you're gonna make a huge list of who who lost, but like a, a real list of teams that could, that can win the whole thing: Baylor, Auburn, Wisconsin, Arkansas, Kentucky, Texas Tech, Duke, UCLA, and Purdue. That's it. Obviously, a lot of them are in the same regions, so that's something that you can kind of really play around with the next couple of days. Not me, because I have to make mine before I go to sleep tonight. But that's just the way the cookie crumbles. But it's something to look at. Like you know, Gonzaga made it to the finals; they didn't win, but you know they made it to the finals. So teams can make it all the way. But for some reason, that extra game has just mattered a lot more in terms of just get like Baylor's. Baylor hasn't played a game in like five days now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So well, also, what's fascinating too is is again, you talk about the fourteen of uh, fourteen of the last fifteen winners had a top twenty adjusted offense and defense. Yeah. Only two teams on that list that you just just, just rattled off. If you're a 
a big numbers guy and you believe in those like narratives. Mm-hmm. Baylor and UCLA are the only two teams there and they'll play each other in the Sweet 16. Right. So at that point, do you consider okay, the winner of that game will win it all? It's it's not a it's not a bad mentality to have as really as far as any region goes. You you want to pick like two, three teams in each region and then you know, kind of I, I work my way backwards. I look at the bracket, I think about who I think is gonna win, put them in the middle. Then I, then I look at, all right, well, who, who do I think they're going to wind up playing? Do that, then do the other two teams for my Final Four and make my way backwards. Because like I said earlier, the first round doesn't matter in terms of trying to win these things. You know what I mean? You get more points. Sorry, I went back to full screen. You get more points the longer your bracket's accurate. Yeah. Like people I've, – I've seen people win groups I've been in where they got – of, they got, they only got a third of the first round right, but they got their champion right, their runner up right, their their final four right, and like in like five of their elite eight right. Because you like the, how does the points work? Where's the app? It starts getting wild. It's I think like, if you get, I think if you get your champion right, it's like two hundred and fifty points or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 a lot. Yeah, well, the app doesn't say. Well, Tom, right. I think. Uh... TK won ours last year, and he had Baylor. He was the only person in the entire group that had Baylor. He was in last place until the uh, the final round. My senior year of high school, I had I had UNC winning. I had them beating Duke. Duke got bounced before that, but my bracket was just so full of red, just crosses, red, wrong. You got this wrong. You got both matchups wrong. I gave up. I'm like, well, I'm obviously not going to win that, and. I wake up the next morning and I go, I go, let me check. And I check the leaderboards and I'm in first place. I go, how'd that happen? I had three of my, three of my final four, right. And my champion. right. And my boy was like, you were literally in last place the last week and a half. And then you won. I said, that's March, baby. Yeah. There's no other way to put it. Yeah. So you get you get 10 points for each first round team, which mm-hmm. includes the first four. Uh, second round, you get 20. Sweet 16, you get 40. Elite eight, you get 80. Final four is 160. And then national champion is 320. 320, it's what I mean. That's like 10 times that. That's literally if you got all your first round picks right. Correct. Yeah, that's just what the national championship. Every is. round is yeah. a max of three hundred. Right, so, and, and and that that was my thing before. You know, if you want to try and leapfrog some people early on, if you don't have the three seed making the Sweet Sixteen, take the fourteen. Screw it. You know, it, you know, like we're all having fun here. We're all we're all we're all well. At least some people root for madness. Some people want some people want chalk the whole way. Yeah, it makes more no sense often than me. not, the championship is relatively chalk, but. It's, it's all about the journey, not the destination. It's all about how we get there. Okay, so... And also, a mid-major hasn't made the national championship in a decade. Mental note. They may make the Final Four, but they are not making the championship game. And no, the Big East is not a mid-major for those that are a little a little confused. Well, so, so so then, who of the mid majors ha- ha- has a shot to get there, or get to the final to four, or the Natty? Uh, well, probably the final four. Under the assumption they'll probably wind up losing it, in a right? Or, or even final final four, even the elite eight. 
let's not let's not even jump barriers here because at some point, at least in the Elite Eight, you're gonna have to play a one seed, a two seed, or a three seed at some point in your journey. Uh, mid majors. Let's see. I'm about to go wild and say something crazy that's not gonna happen. Loyola, <laughs> Loyola Chicago could. Number eight, North Carolina wins the national championship, and their lacrosse team does the same. That'll, that's a nice little, little. You know, one. hey, you know what? You should call up a sports book and be like, "Yo, do you have odds on on this?" No, none of them have odds on that. None of them, and they won't. And if they do, it'll it'll probably be a certain one that doesn't sponsor us, so we're not giving them a free ad. Well, I apologize. I, Tom utilizes like uh, like odd like Chinese overseas sports books, so you never know what they have. <laughs> yeah. They I, have like uh, freaking uh, Lithuanian basketball. They are certainly not a sponsor. <laughs> I uh, I apologize for the people that probably heard my statement and went bananas. Yes, Gonzaga is the lone exception for mid majors that make the championship. Oh, well, games. all right, but, but like they don't count. Like they're yeah, they're, they're, they're a major the team that's just in a conference that nobody cares about. But uh. No, I mean, really, dude, the mid-majors don't have good draws in terms of going on a run. Like, uh, Loyola, I really think, is the only one. I don't think Murray State's going to – Murray State might lose in the first round. People are going to be like, oh, my God, they've only lost two games. Uh, they only lost two games. These, Why are these numbers like this? Why does it say Murray State's 13 and 13? All these numbers are so weird on the website right now. Yeah, the app – I think the website is just crashed. It's like imported stats, I think, from last yeah. season. KB, did you just see Redwoods? I mean, really, unless unless a Mountain West team. You want to come out of retirement, too, at Kyle Harrison 18. (laughs) (laughs) Unless a Mountain West team makes the Elite Eight, I really don't think any any of the mid-majors are going to. Murray State. I don't think they're going to, man. Well, so so, so here's the fascinating thing here, and – I'll have to go back and look at and look at the numbers more. And again, I'm a big narrative guy, so I believe in previous numbers and um, coaching resumes and all these different things um, relate to how you play. Obviously, Murray State doesn't have the resume coaching wise or um, in those certain things like 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 the Calipari's and the um, Coach K's do. But they are ranked 35th and 40th within the metric of adjusted offense and defense, according to Ken Palm. The one thing, though, that's really interesting, and, th- and this is something that I've carried on for a long time, you, any team who is inside the top 250 in terms of luck, which is a, a metric that, that he runs, which I don't necessarily know how exactly it works, but like your luck rating, um, if you are within the top 250, you have never won a national championship, which obviously shows that, that teams who are not lucky but, but simply play good basketball go far. So among those those high ranking luck teams, Providence obviously number one. No one likes Providence. Wisconsin nine, Colorado State six. Uh, DJ, the, the, that's a good note for you for uh, for Michigan. But Murray State's forty first. Yeah. So they're certainly in that region. And then if you're looking at guys outside of the, of that two fifty mark, there's only a small handful: Gonzaga, Auburn, UAB, LSU, Texas, Indiana, Iowa, Vatek, and Colgate. That's it. So, the number there also is very interesting. Murray State might, might not, not not necessarily get to that final because again, you're going to ha- have to go through a a path of San Fran, who you're already a, a, a underdog to according to the Vegas odds. Then you got to beat Kentucky, and and, and, and if you're going to somehow manage to beat them, you may, you'll probably play 
any combo of Purdue, Vatek, and Texas, and then have to play the reigning national champion. Something, something for uh, some food for thought. Do we think Virginia Tech's going to upset Purdue? It's a possibility. Virginia Tech's Purdue's, not going to win. Stop Purdue's it. Purdue's been scary. Listen, you don't, you don't blow out Duke in Coach K's last ACC tournament game and then just get to win in the first round. It's not going to happen. You, can, you can't get the best of both worlds. Hey, I got to ride with my boy. Got to ride. Zero? No. Uh... Number zero was giving me nightmares last night. Justin Mutz. Oh. He's from he's from South Jersey. He's from Millville, where Mike Trout's from. Get him on the pod. Um, hey. <laughs> no, it's Texas got a really weird spot. They uh, cause they are just so so bad, but they just you know they they play defense. And I think Virginia Tech is just going to be riding high on that. The fact that they just blow out Duke. At ACC was what, Barclays? Yeah. Barclays Center? I think they're still going to be riding a little high for that. And, you know, it's it's still Chris Beard, even though Tech lost. What round did they lose last year with Mac McClung? Kind of early, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, let, me, let me tell you right now. I mean, because Tech – a note against Texas would be that none of these kids have really won games before because, again, no, nobody from last year or the year before won because Shaka Smart doesn't win NCAA tournament games. Um, and all their other transfers, I mean, Marcus Carr from Minnesota, they'd make the tournament. Uh, Timmy Allen from UMass, they'd make the tournament. Or was he Utah? I forget. Um, I don't know. I think so, it's such a – What? So you want the you want to know Vatek where they got bounced out or, or Texas? Uh, no, I know I know Virginia Tech lost to Florida because I had Florida all the way last year in the first round because I knew Virginia Tech was terrible. Uh, no, when did Texas Tech lose? Oh, okay, hold on. With with Mac McClung, I forget who they played. I know I had Tech going far. I'll tell you right now. Texas Tech or Vatek? No, Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Okay, I know okay. Virginia Tech lost in the first round. The red Raiders. Uh, the red Raiders lost. Uh... No, no, no. Not as good. Not as good. Come on. Where no, is it? Not, a, not as good. Not as good. What? Go ahead. Go Where ahead. the hell are you? Go ahead. Give it to us. Give it. Give us. Give us the good version of that. Uh, the Red Raiders lost to Arkansas in the round of thirty-two. Oh, you're supposed oh, to say yeah, Michigan, Michigan. Michigan. By two, yeah. Texas Tech went down there, and they lost in the second round, and they had to go to Pats and Geno's down there in South Philly, and they had to go and, you know, soak in their sorrows in a little bit a little bit of whiz wit and some, some good old-fashioned Kennys because the boys were a little upset that they lost in the, in the second round there to, to Arkansas. Arkansas is good. Arkansas! Real fast, can we acknowledge that uh, Bleacher Report put out a um, – Put out a uh, a tweet that the first person that Tom Brady told that he was coming out of retirement was the other day he went to a Man U game and told Cristiano Ronaldo when he was asked you're done right and he was like eh. oh there's so a there's a video though. of it yeah I know I, I, I'm watching it right now that's so funny I'll never guess what I'm watching 
I'm watching you know, the NHL's biggest open ice hits. You know, Cristiano Ronaldo time. bought his agent like three islands for his like wedding gift. Yo, UConn might UConn might get bounced in the first round. Who are they playing again? New Mexico, New Mexico State. State. Were that low on uh on Zahovskis? Uh, I mean, you know, at this at this point, it's not really being high or low. Wait, let me see you guys. I forget. I'm on the other tab. It's not really being high or low on anybody. It's just that, you know, when you when you pull, don't really point out team strengths, point out their weaknesses, and if their weaknesses are a little bit suspect, like UConn, if the other team's hitting their threes, they're gonna get shot out of the gym. Because at that point, re, re, you're not gonna you can't get a rebound if the if the ball goes in the hoop. So, and, you know, they – not that New Mexico State's a top 25 team, but UConn did not play well against top teams. New Mexico not State well. hasn't lost a game by more than four points since mid-January. Right. And, again, they didn't play the greatest of teams, but still, you know, it's teams that are relatively used to winning, and it's all, it's all about keeping the upset. It's all about keeping the first half close. And they rebound at almost 55%. All right, and you know, so it's really going to be, and they have they have a combo. I think they have a uh, they have a combo that's averages what thirty a game. They get thirty one and a half points a night from from their guards, Teddy, Teddy Allen. Allen and Sir Jabari Rice. What a fucking name! That automatically is now making me think New Mexico State's going to win. At least, yeah, they, they get fifty four points. All name team. all available rebounds and and. and and then yeah, they haven't lost a game by more. His name is spelled S I R apostrophe Jabari. Found found a really great Amazing. stat uh, here on UConn. UConn playing against teams that, that have shot better than 36% from deep. They've only won two games. One of them was out of conference. The other one the other one was the nail was the nail biter against Villanova. New Mexico comes into comes in, comes into the tournament shooting, listen to this. 45% from deep in their conference tournament and 34% from deep uh, for the year. Ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you want to, if you want to kind of, and that's the thing too, you know, people will get so stuck on the names and the logos. They hear UConn and it's like, oh, UConn, yeah, tournament time, baby, UConn. And, and then if you're, if you, you need to have the perfect balance of numbers and, you know, like logic. So, you know, don't blindly, you know, look up numbers like MacMan just did and then just pick your bracket based off that. But like we just kind of started just gabbing a little bit about New Mexico State. Not and I didn't even know those numbers that you just said. Yeah. And then you're like, well, turns out, boom. So it's it's one of the, one of those things where a lot of people are gonna pick UConn and at least one twelve wins every year. Last year the only one was uh Oregon State against Tennessee. This year the other ones are UAB versus Houston. Houston's not gonna lose that. The other one is uh, the play-in, either Wyoming or Indiana or St. Mary's. That can that can definitely be an upset. And then Macman Spiders versus uh, the Hawkeyes. Another thing that I'm kind of I, I'm noticing this, and um, you, it it sort of feeds into the idea of like finding first round upsets. The recipe for a lot of these mid-major teams or or, or lower-seeded teams uh, somewhere in that like nine to fifteen range, mm-hmm. the keys to them making the tournament, and this will be um, my I'm, I'm like realizing now, the top nine 
my good top nine teams in the NCAA at shooting the three ball in the tournament. South Dakota State, they're an 11. Colgate, they're a 14, I believe. Uh, Princeton, who actually lost to Yale, very well had they made it, they would have been on that same line at, at the 14 as well. Davidson at the 10, Longwood at the 14, and UAB. The, the, the top nine three-point shooting teams, teams in the nation, with like Purdue and Vatek also sprinkled in there at three and four. These are the kind of teams, the all offense, no defense, all gas, no break, and also the, the faster-paced teams who tend, to, who tend to win those first-round matchups against the teams who might not, might not necessarily be great against the three-ball. Like UAB against Houston, I think Houston, Houston's a very strong team against the, against the three. But still, there's, there's off nights every single night. So yeah. if, Houston, if Houston's got a bad night going in, they could very well lose to UAB. Do I think like Longwood is going to upset like Tennessee? No, but still teams who are teams who are really good at shooting the three ball. Wisconsin not great at defending at defending deep. They have a good perimeter D, but they were I believe like a top twenty five team in, in most threes allowed. You're playing Colgate. Can Colgate score one hundred thirty five points and uh, and knock you out? Probably not not one thirty five, but can they very well put up eighty points and and knock you out if you can't keep pace? Possibly. Also, just and then, just uh, make make a little mental notes of coaches on on high seeds making their NCAA tournament debut. Yep. And of course, coaches that are terrible in the tournament. Shaka Smart, like I'm blindly, I don't even care what the numbers tell you. I'm taking North Carolina over Marquette because Shaka Smart doesn't win in March, and if he does win, it makes me feel even worse because. It shows that for some reason, just the Texas Orange wasn't a thing for him, because he he won a couple of games. He obviously made the Final Four with VCU, but he had the run with VCU, went to Texas, didn't win for like five straight years, and then goes to Marquette and wins first year. But and it would be, it'd be nice to see uh, what's um what's UNC's coach's name Herbert something. Is it Smith? Uh yeah. Roy's, yeah. Roy's replacement. It'd kind of be nice to see him get, you know, his first Davis. win in too. Davis, yes. Davis. Um, and yeah, no, it's and like again with the whole UConn thing, I'm gonna have UConn lately. Let's say I took UConn to win. I'm having Arkansas in the Sweet Sixteen. So if I don't have UConn making it, just take New Mexico State. Let's just root for, root for a little 12, 12, uh, 12 five madness. Well, I mean that, that's that's a often one. Well, yeah. and also Dan Hurley's only two and three in in the tournament. So That's can he match I mean. up? Yeah, I don't really know. But like, yeah. you want to talk somebody who, who's who's really good in the NCAA tournament? Like Eric Musselman's very good. So mm-hmm. matchup wise, you want to talk about like coaches who have the resumes? Obviously, you have the Calipari's and the Coach K's and and the like. But when you're going further 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 down the line. The three biggest factors that you're looking at are, are not only the way they play offensively and defensively, it's pace of play, the slow teams win, which is just mm-hmm. simply how it is. The teams who, who will bore you to death and just hold hold the ball out for twenty for twenty four seconds, they win games. The coach resume matters, especially when when you look at, at the muscle men's you, you you can even go down to like Indiana. Teams who have the resumes to go deep. Memphis Penny Hardaway has coached a great Memphis team. They could very well beat Boise State. 
and possibly give the Zags a run for their money if they if they have an off night. So you, you got to consider the, consider the, those things as well in these numbers. And I'm pretty sure coaches who make the, who, who make their coaching debut in the tournament, uh, I believe that the furthest the furthest they've ever gotten was the was the uh, round of 32. No. Well, Michigan. Juwan just made it to the Elite Eight last yeah, year. Yeah, I was going to say. Right. Sorry. Michigan made it deep, but but like he might be an outlier. Like, and and I mean that's why I'm so. And that's why I'm so high on Michigan this year. Because, I yeah. mean, looking at Jawan as a coach, first you look at him as a player in NCAA. He made it to the championship game twice. And he made it to the Final Four the other year that he didn't make it to the championship. And then if he stayed a fourth year, they made the Elite Eight. If he didn't, then he was in the NBA. Like, And then he coached a little bit in the NBA. Then he comes to college in his first year, they make the Elite Eight without arguably his best player. If Livers plays, we're talking about Jawan possibly being a first-year national champion. You can't write off them as an 11 seed with Hunter Dickinson and Eli Brooks being fully healthy and a coach right. like Juwan Howard. And like, 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 what's craziest too is like you want to talk about coaches that have not only the resume as a coach but also as a player. Like Juwan Howard was a a timeout away from from a, a natty, like being a national champion. Yeah, and it wasn't even his fault that the timeout got called. Fucking Chris, well, Chris Weber, man, come on. Yeah. No, don't you blame Chris Weber. <laughs> Somebody, I'll blame, I'll blame Chris Webber for NBA things. So, yeah, I love but, Chris Webber. Look, I somebody, love the guy. Somebody on that bench said, "Call the timeout." Somebody on that bench told him to call a timeout. And I'll tell you, in the midst of a game like that, hearing all the different noise, if you, even if his coach was talking and you hear the word timeout, you're gonna think it came from your coach. You're gonna call a timeout. Yeah, and everything just you know went the wrong way. No, exactly. I do not blame Chris Weber. I blame whoever said call a timeout on that bench because someone did. Some like walk on who who uh who like never n- never touched the ball and, and was there for GPA reasons. The manager who finally made it in the tryout. It, it, it's it's like the um the stories of like uh um like the the equipment manager who was the walk on but actually got hurt and he's and, and he. Stuck it out for four years, and they're like, "All right, here we're gonna give you like like the uh, the last jersey we have. We'll we'll stitch it. We'll stitch, like throw like like, like a n- number ninety nine number ninety nine on. You'll go out for senior day. You'll have the opening tip, and then just immediately we'll sub you out." I have my final four. Oh Let's boy! I have Arizona, Kansas on one side, and I have Texas Tech and Kentucky on the other side. One, one, three, two. I like it. Texas Tech beating the Zags in the uh, Elite Eight. I like that. I, uh, I'm not too. I'm not too bound on the Zags, man. Well, hey, look. Yeah. Again, how? However, uh, what was it? Seven, seven of the uh, last eight champions didn't win. Didn't win the uh, conference tournament. Seven of the last nine. Seven of the last nine. Kind of looks good for Michigan. Which also seems fascinating too, because like, like for example, my my bracket is. Three conference champions: Gonzaga, Arizona, Kansas, and then Kentucky, who lost in the uh, in the quarterfinal. So, or not semifinal. Then again, like they oh. they can make the championship. It's just that for some reason, like I said before, for some reason they just don't like they can't win the game. Um, well, so like it's it, it sort of and not for nothing. Like between conference tournaments and and March Madness, just like look at the schedule, like. We and I'm gonna compare it to football here. Like the reason why everyone like gawks about about the Patriots and, and their huge run with Tom Brady when he was there, 
the fact of the matter was they might have not been the best team on paper. Obviously, Tom Brady was great, but like they were the most well-equipped team to go down the stretch. It was it, college sports, particularly, is is, is, a, is a act of attrition, and it's the teams who can who can out outlast the longest, the best cardio teams, the best teams with endurance-wise, teams who can play a full forty minutes every single night and not sort of lose steam. Especially now, you're playing the, you're playing a game on the 17th or 18th, then the, the, then the 19th, 20th, 24-25, 26-27. You're playing a game every, every two, two three days, and you're, yeah. and you're continuously challenging with, with, with new teams. You probably haven't even played for the most part, unless you're in the Power 5 and you had those like insane out-of-power schedules. Like, UConn didn't play Arkansas. All of a sudden, you're going to have to plan for three days. All right, what's Dan Hurley going to do in three days to prep for this team? But they've never yeah. seen before. Like it, the teams who are the best equipped coaching wise and who can actually go and play a full 40 minutes and not get tired. If you can go out there and play 80 minutes of basketball, you will win the championship. Cause, cause these teams have to be well equipped endurance wise, stamina wise in order to get there. And who knows? Maybe it is the fact that a lot of these teams just simply aren't there. Maybe because of course teams who didn't win their conference tournament had more time to prep, more time to prep, more time to rest. And I, it's it's a weird trend that like you're you know, muted, DJ. Eighty minutes. Who's playing eighty minutes of basketball? Back? No, what what I'm saying is you're playing forty minutes per game. If you have a team who's capable enough to be able to play you two full basketball games and not get tired and continually be able to throw out really good, really good scores, then you should be able to win games. I'm not obviously hyperbole saying you can't. No one's playing eighty minutes straight of basketball. It's not happening. Right, so like, I'm I'm confused on where this number is coming from. Team, you got to play 40 minutes. You take a, a day to not do a thing, and then you come out and you play another 40 minutes. What I'm saying is, as a play another as a hyperbole, teams who are able to play more than the standard 40 minutes and to continue to continue to put up really good numbers and give you solid performances, those are the teams who win. You thinking too? You thinking too far, bro? You thinking too far? Well, you think I think about teams like, that can do too much when in reality you only need a team that can play a solid 40 minutes. I want the team that's going to go out and play the best 40 minutes that day. I want but, a team that can, can come out and play a solid get, 40 minutes every three days. For that, a but month. that's that's the thing. I only when when it gets to this kind of time, you go to your team and you say, "Okay, today I need your best 40 minutes of basketball. Tomorrow I don't need a thing, and then the next day I need your best 40 minutes of basketball. Then I don't need a thing." That's how you approach it. You approach it every day. I need 40 very good minutes from you today. And then I don't need to see a I don't need to see a thing from you for the next 24 hours. When you Except, start thinking past that, it's too much. You have to focus on the solid 40 minutes that you have to play to beat the team in front of you, and then you move on. Unless you're UConn and Syracuse in 2009 and you go to six overtimes. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's completely different. different <laughs> that 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 right there, I'm just like that's hey. literally another half of basketball. Yeah, like you're playing a whole lot more basketball there. And at that point, I'm not even asking anything of you for the next five days. Whatever right. happens, happens. Thank right. you for winning that game. I'm just yeah. happy you won that one. But like that, that is the biggest thing. Like teams who don't win their conference <clears throat> tournaments, obviously they, they're going to have the extra three to four days to prep and get ready for things to go on. Like Kentucky lost, uh, what, last night or, t- or two nights ago? Yesterday, yeah. Yesterday. So now, th- so now they have an entire week to get ready. Obviously, it's a little bit different because teams, it's a one-day difference. But what one day could very well be a, a make-or-break situation. And then you're playing every two to three days for, for a whole month. 
can guys sustain the level of performance? And some teams simply don't, and you see it down the stretch. Teams even come around to 32. They get tired, tired legs. You, Some teams are overworked. They're some like, – like, Tennessee is, is out here running seven man rotations, right? Is, is that is is that sustainable? Nova too. Nova, I don't think goes goes past eight, and that's like a game where like they're going to overtime. Exactly. So, our teams who run those seven eight man rotations, is it sustainable? Probably not. Are you? Granted, I'm pretty sure there isn't a single team in college basketball that has a a solid ten man rotation that you can run out um, yeah. consistently. And honestly, I probably have to have to look at the numbers on it because I I doubt there is. It's but a recent thing too. Like Baylor lost on Thursday. <laughs> like Baylor hasn't played in four days, and then you know again you add you add another we have what another four, another four days, so they're gonna go a week without playing. Some some people, I mean, obviously not the first round because people are always gonna pick the one, but uh, people will forget about them. And then come like second round, they'll be like, "Oh, well, you know, like this team looked really good. Like maybe I'll have them get upset." Yeah. And then Baylor's so, like, just know. So like, it, is it crazy that early on you you might be saying to yourself, "Okay, let's look at at the teams who who lost even in the quarterfinal." Mm-hmm. Arkansas, prime example. They have they lost on what Friday? Uh, no, Arkansas lost yesterday to A and M. Yes. All right. I'm getting. I'm getting my. Uh, no, it's okay. All these. All these days are the same day. They're just yeah. all blended. So, like, like you're looking at situations where teams are simply not getting there, and they're getting bounced out on a Thursday or a Friday, and now they have all of this time to prep and get ready and 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 develop the game plan. Yeah, it's definitely not a coincidence that that seven of the last nine. Definitely not a coincidence. You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm going to run through this here and find teams who have bounced like super early on. Um, trying to find the like, correlation. Yeah, like like all, Auburn got bounced the, their first round. Wisconsin yeah. to Michigan State. I think it was Michigan State. Duke obviously lost last night. UCLA lost last night. Purdue lost today. Kentucky lost yesterday. So, uh... I've never seen like last year when the bracket came out. I immediately saw relatively what was going to happen, and this year I'm just looking at it. And I'm like, "There's, I need to just not overthink it." Or. Uh... Meanwhile, it's just it's gonna be it's gonna my bracket's gonna be gonna be ripped up by five o'clock on Friday. Yeah, everyone's will. Everyone's yeah. Will. This is the most wide open year I've ever seen. There's gonna be tons of teams that shouldn't lose. I can't wait. I have more funny news for DJ. Is it is it Michael Scott getting his his extension? That guarantees that the Packers are going back to the playoffs this year as NFC North champions. Kirk Coupon just got his extension. Yep, Michael Scott. That's what this dude on TikTok calls him. He like reacts to all the football games, and he's like, "Got Isn't Michael he Scott, thirty-five guaranteed." Yeah, thirty-five he, mil guaranteed. And then next year, forty million fully guaranteed. He's going. He's going to earn over two hundred and thirty million in his career. 
Oh, so like he had one more year left, so they gave him like a one year extension because like he's unfranchised taggable because he got <laughs> tagged twice already. So basically, the Vikings are in a never ending hellscape of adding one fully guaranteed year extension onto the end of his contract to maintain control of him. I'm dead. And Packers are going back to the playoffs. Well, I mean, playoffs, that, is that even like really a question? No. Well, it was until Aaron Rodgers resigned his contract. Yeah. Once he decided to resign, everything was okay. Because if we were putting Jordan Love under center, well, we weren't going to win anything. That would have been ludicrous. But like, actually, you know what? I, I, I sorry, sorry to keep like 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 keep on like like hopping back to this uh, this point because I kind of realized that like the parity now in college basketball is insane. Like the SEC used to really be a a one team conference back when like AD played and Cat. Like it, like it, it was Kentucky or bust at the SEC. They win thirty-one games and they go undefeated the whole year, and then lose in the final or, or that one year they did win. Like now, like my Sweet Sixteen, you have three teams, three teams, three teams from the Southeast, three in the Big Twelve, three in the Big Ten, two in the Pac-12. Like conferences are now starting to get stronger and stronger as we go. Yeah. So well, that's 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 why college basketball is so wide open is because you know. Four or five years ago, the top the top five teams only had two or three losses. Exactly. You know, like they they just some of them even got undefeated. They just didn't lose games. Now, conferences are so deep, and they they're just wars every single night. Tuesday nights, team like they were called Super Tuesdays because of all the high key matchups. But teams used to just win, no problem, and there was no sweat. Now. Now, like you wake up Wednesday, you know, like, like you're at work and you're you're checking the scores, and you're like, "Yo, the number one team lost." Uh, and so that's why, like, uh, I saw on the TV one one conference had nine teams, and then like three had six or something. Yeah, it's a bit it's the best thing that this sport needed. So like here, so some teams who who, who were bounced super early. Uh, Bama was bounced out on Thursday. On Friday, Auburn and LSU both got hit, uh, got knocked out. In the Big 12, it was really only um, Baylor. Like, like, like TCU was technically out on Friday, so like, all right. But like, right there, could Bama, Bama, who now has probably the the, the most time, being that they were bounced out out on a Thursday. They get like they they've been off for four days. They're gonna get get another get another five six days, or sorry four days, and now they're gonna go go out and play Rutgers, who's who's already gonna be basically on a bat to back, because you're gonna have to go like that's the other, that's the other other thing too is like the playing game here. Rutgers is gonna Rutgers is gonna play a fresh Bama who's been off for a week and a half, and they're they're coming coming off a bat to back game. Yeah, but being fresh ain't always the best. You gotta remember, some teams one don't bounce well off of sitting so long, and other teams are they work very well off of momentum and playing so often because they don't get a chance to cool down. Especially tournament time, if you don't get a chance to cool down and you're hot, and and you got especially a guy like Ryan Harper Jr. He gets hot, he stays hot, and he's not a you know having one day in between a game sometimes isn't enough to cool a guy down. So if they can run off of that. Dude, you you that's when you see teams make a run is because these teams don't have time to to cool down. 
Well, like, well, like, that, that, that's why Vatek is so appealing because now that now they're on this, this this extreme hot streak, and they wiped out the entire ACC. Like now, how far can they bring this? Getting to play a team like Purdue, probably second round, or um, yeah, like Texas first round, Purdue second round, possibly even a Kentucky in the third. Like how 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 far can they ride this? Being that now they're they're going to be playing the same kind of thing. They played th- four straight days from Thursday to Sunday, so Thursday to Saturday, and now they're going to have to come out and play every two days for the next uh, four weeks. Didn't Virginia Tech win on a buzzer beater? They did. In what, against Clemson? Yes. Yes. I mean... I had Clemson in that game. Well, and then, all right, they beat Notre Dame by seven. Notre Dame though. Oh, and then they blew out North Carolina. I forgot about that one. Well, yeah, that they, that, they, that, they that was like to me. That's bad. Like my balls turning your head, kind of. It was wild, right? And then they did the same thing to Duke. So that they're good. No, yeah, I don't like it, but they're good. <laughs> Why don't you like it? I'm a Texas guy, Mac man. All right, I need well, you know to what, man. It's Texas. Yeah, no, nobody likes Texas. No one likes Texas. I do. I don't know. Texas ain't all that bad. They never gelled. I don't think they're gonna win games in the tournament. But um, I, I don't know. It's, I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not picking Virginia Tech. I don't think I ever will. Ever. <laughs> that kid number zero. I don't even know his name. I don't want to know his name. It bothers me. I'm gonna look up his name. <laughs> All right. So so uh, so he, here's fun. Obviously, um, the Big Ten is probably the one conference that has like like the most uh, parity in what we're talking about. Michigan lost to Indiana on a Thursday. Same thing with Ohio State. They, they dropped to fucking Penn State, which is abysmal. Ohio State's losing, but keep going. Hunter Couture is who lives oh, rent free in Tommy that. Boy's head. Yo, <laughs> DJ, you want to laugh even harder? It's a white boy. <laughs> no, dude, it, it was it was two white guys who were destroying me because I took the Duke money line in a four leg parlay. That was, that was the only th- the only one that missed. It was him and like Storm Murphy. Storm Who the hell Murphy. Is your kid Storm? That's a fucking amazing name. Who named your kid Storm? Uh, and it's also, like... um, the kid Couture started the game like like five of six from the field and like four of five from deep. It was ridiculous. Hooping. Virginia I've Tech got, might have the all name team in the tournament. Good I've never grief. Coach K looked just so defeated and rattled in my life. It's it love to see it. all over the it's, it's, the it's hard for me to pick. March Madness games every year because March Madness is where you see who can hoop and who can't. Because mm-hmm. after a certain point, it's the, the coaching only gets you so far, and it's about the players on the court. Who can hoop better than the guy across from them? Oh. And, Yo, that's, and that's why certain teams win sometimes. That's why Oral Roberts made the Sweet 16 because Max Aismas was one of the best pure scorers in the country. Dude so just they, they kind of called Ohio State sleeping a little bit. Won a two fifteen game, and then beat. I don't even know who the second round game was. Oh no, that was Oregon State. Anyway, yeah, and then, and then they almost beat Arkansas. They lost. They they shot a buzzer beater but missed. And yep. so, like you said, Hooper's hoop. That's except except when it comes to the hopeful Peter Kiss versus Arizona game. It's not, it's not gonna happen. Because it was okay. the same thing. It was the same thing with the bubble in the NBA. 
that was literally the definition of Hoopers who the Heat, yeah, the Heat like, were just a bunch of Hoopers. Like we saw young guys like hoping. Who was that? Uh, who was it? Uh, well, Tyler Hero shot everyone out of the gym. I think it was the Suns. They went eight and zero that mm-hmm. year in the bubble, but then didn't. And they were play bad because of their. T J. Warren was was uh, sw- slinging forty a night. Yeah, yeah. bro, because it, it was literally just. It was like pickup basketball for real. Like they literally everybody showed up for the AAU tournament. Like when when you it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a difference when you're playing basketball and when you're hooping, and you get a lot more freedom when you're hooping and you see guys like take over games and be like, all right, like I understand that the people across from me are not better than me, so I'm just going to win this game. Well, also mm-hmm. like, like like that's the fascinating thing too with March Madness is that mm-hmm. you always see those like two or three guys who blow up the scene. And kind of take over the game, like I think, um, and like it, it actually correlates very well with teams who go deep in the tournament, and then those players get like drafted and don't do anything. Um, the the one guy who I always think of is like is Frank Kaminsky and Sam Decker from from Wisconsin. Those like years ago, there's always that one guy who just turns on the heat because basketball, unlike football and and uh, and hockey to a degree. One guy could very well win you a game. If one guy goes off for forty-five points, it's a, it's a, it's a different story. Like there's uh, no, no, believe me. Did you not just see LeBron drop fifty and lose? Like, what's your point here? That's no, that. very much a team sport, just like every other sport. You okay, but, but you, guys. but LeBron James, prime LeBron James, you could put him on the Sacramento Kings in their playoff team. Like one guy will carry you the distance. In college basketball, one guy could have a really great night and possibly win you a game. Obviously, it's going to come down to your defense and the way you perform, but basketball is the one sport where you could have one or two guys have a super strong night and carry the carry you carry you you carry you the distance or at least to a a elite eight, possibly a final four. So why didn't Michael Jordan ever do it before Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman got there? Bro, you're asking me the wrong question, man. I don't no, I'm asking you the right question. <laughs> I'm just pointing out the the flaw. Yeah. <laughs> And you know, you're playing devil's advocate here. We're supposed to be under the side. I'm not. It's just pure facts that you need your team, no matter how much you want to say it. Like one guy can offensively pop off, but if everybody else isn't doing their job in some way, it's an all right. Out. So, so let's just use the Kaminsky Decker situation here. They were the worst team in the Elite Eight defensively, and they managed to to get all the way to the Natty on because two sides they, because they played as a team outside of the offensive end. Yeah, Sam right. Decker and Frank Kaminsky were everything they had offensively. But when they played defense, in transition, rebounding, loose balls, everything else was a team. They were also just the, like the Just like the Bulls. You can look at the Bulls. Offensively, all they really were were Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan. And but Steve Kerr. De- but defensively, they had everyone doing their part. Everyone yeah. go for a loose ball. Everyone grabbed rebounds. Everybody played good defense. Like it, it takes a team to win. You may only need one guy offensively, but if you're going to win, also, you need the whole squad also, doing their part. Teams also – there are some teams who also know how to beat themselves. I think I saw that with um, – what was the game I watched last night? Um, I got to it, by the way. It, it might have been an Iowa game. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it was Iowa. The reason why Iowa came back was the, the opposing team just had – no idea what they were doing, and with seven minutes from the game, I believe they had like twelve turnovers, and just and just absolutely obliterated themselves, and allowed uh, and allowed and allowed Iowa to get back into it. Well, uh, who was that? It was Indiana. Yeah, Indiana was up by by as as much as twelve points, 
and they allowed Iowa to get back. The first lead change was with four minutes left. So teams know know also how to beat themselves. So obviously, yeah, yeah, the defense matters, but if you're a team who is apt to blowing yourselves up, I think Providence is the absolute perfect example. They won games on sheer luck rather than skill. Then that's what also what, what, what do you is, consider is to be makes, sheer luck? Well, teams who are causing basically sloppy communication, the inability to actually make crisp passing, and you're you're forcing turnovers not because the other team's playing good defense, but because you're simply just being stupid on the offensive end, taking bad shots, bad bad shot selection. Like that that's that's in Providence's bread and butter the entire year. They've 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 won games because of other teams' inability to 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 be smart down the stretch. Is but is that? key to is that a tribute to their good defense that they're playing down the stretch or no because their defense was outside the top 100 but that doesn't mean that they're not playing good defense at that moment because looking at defensive numbers that's an accumulation of all numbers so that means that includes the first 16 or not 16 excuse me the first 36 minutes of the game if you play outstanding defense the last four minutes of the game it's going to make your numbers look a little better but if you're playing terrible defense for 36 it ain't going to be that good but sounds, at the end of the, but at the end of the day, you got to play good defense in the last four. If you win the game, you won the game. I don't care if you won by one or if you won by twenty. Oh, dub is a dub, and you move on. You sound a lot like uh, the New York Giants, who have the bend don't break uh, mindset and are only good in the red zone, and they still only win four games. Uh, um, you know where you got to be good all over when you're when you're when you're chilling in between these March Madness games. Ad read. New sponsor, Bino yes. Board. Shout out to Bino Board. Uh, hey, they're Arizona Wildcats. They're dancing. They're based out in Arizona. You guys can go to BinoBoard.com uh, and use our code at checkout, BinoUSP, for 10% off your order. That's B-I-N-H-O-U-S-P for 10% off. I'm going to show the people watching live uh, what exactly Bino Board is. I have told... Everybody that works for our company, that this is the next tabletop, next man cave, even tailgating game that is going to go crazy. You guys can go to BinoBoard.com now, get all your necessities, stack up, rack up for those in-between moments with all these March Madness games, and uh, use our code BinoUSP for 10% off your order at BinoBoard.com. And that is what we call an ad read. A custom board's only one seventy. That's a really good value there. Plus ten percent off, like that's nothing. Um. So only because I gotta head out in like ten minutes. Is there any other questions you want to throw at your boy? Who you got winning? So nobody from. I'm just gonna. It's just gonna take this as you want. Nobody from the South region is winning. Nobody. Um. Yeah, I. <laughs> oh no 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 no! Listen, Michigan can go on the run of all runs. They're just not winning the big one. I. Um, I mean, really, it's it, it bothers me because we haven't seen this happen in twelve plus another four. We haven't seen this happen in like sixteen, seventeen years. I really only based on where they're placed. I think Baylor can win it again, and. You know, obviously, I think they can get there for sure. And then, obviously, you know, to win the big ones, 
a much a much bigger ask. But Baylor can get there. I think if if the Elite Eight matchup is Baylor Kentucky, that will be one of the best games we'll probably ever watch. Just because they both have good guards, they both have good big men. Shweeby might have thirty five rebounds in that game. Um, but it, right now, if I have to pick one, I think yesterday was a little bit of an outlier from Kentucky. I still think that um, at full strength on a neutral court, because a lot of these other teams didn't play well away from home. You know, um, like Arkansas was unreal at Bud Walton Arena. They were still very good at the end on the road, and obviously that they won a couple SEC tournament games, but. Duke sketchy. They they honestly so like of of the list I listed before. This is how my take for every team. Duke they got to prove it to me. I'm not gonna put my trust in them. Prove it to me. Purdue wasn't good enough on the road for me, even though they just they just made it to the Big Ten championship. Got to prove it to me because Edie, while an un unbelievable freak of nature is an absolute liability at times. Like when he goes up, the ball just doesn't go anywhere near the hoop. I'm sorry. I can keep, I can keep rambling on. Auburn, I think Mackman hit it on the head. They just – they were really up and down a lot. Like they uh, – I would – they obviously need to more often, than, more often than not play up to their competition than play down to their competition because it's, it's tournament time. This is it. But Bruce Pearl has been here before. And this Auburn team blows away the Auburn team he went to the Final Four with three years ago. So they're still they're still a phenomenal a phenomenal play out of the out of the Mountain West out of the Midwest. But I think Kentucky's my pick. I don't know. Okay. So over the Zags. Or do you have someone else? No, like again, the, uh... like again, you know, like Gonzaga winning do, never even enters my mind because like they're never going to win. But can they easily run through their region yet again and uh, and be a lock for the Elite Eight? Sure, probably. Chet Holmgren and Drew. Well, not even really. It's not even really Drew Timmy anymore. It's just Chet just playing out of his mind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when you look at big men that would kind of need to really just body him you know what i mean like don't don't try and like play to his athleticism just be physically stronger than him i don't really think uh jalen williams at arkansas is their big man but he's kind of he's kind of an athlete too yukon with with uh sonogo yeah sonogo that would be nice if yukon could get there to watch him and chet just like because they would uh mark few would probably really just make it more of a Timmy and Sonogo kind of matchup and just let Chet, you know, run around and just be a unicorn and just launch up threes and stuff. But I don't know. I, I could, I, I probably sound like I'm just beating around the bush here, but there's, there's a lot of teams that can make it and probably will make it. But the way can the Kentucky looked really, really bad up until like Christmas time. And then Calipari just, became old Calipari again. Mm-hmm. And uh, they finally got healthy. Tata Washington's back. Again, Shwebe, I think, is my player of the year, in my opinion, just because if I think if you add up his last 10 games, he probably has almost 100 points and almost 100 rebounds. And, yeah, they're in, they're in a nice region. Them and Baylor, like, uh, like Kentucky will beat 
you know, they'll beat St. Peter's. They'll beat either Murray State or San Francisco. Then they're playing either Purdue, Yale, Texas, or Virginia Tech. They can beat all four of those teams. And, and then they're playing most likely Baylor. You know what I mean? It's it's obviously about which teams do we think can go, but then it really more often than not applies more to w- where they got seated. And Baylor and Kentucky, oh, who are probably my Kentucky one, Baylor two, they got probably two of the best draws in the whole bracket. Now, I'm thinking about it now, thinking about Texas Tech and the possibility of them possibly upsetting the Zags in the Elite Eight. Kevin O'Banner versus Chet Holmgren is a very interesting that's a, matchup. That's a good one, one too. Of, one of the nation's best rebounders who, again, we saw, him, we, we saw him at Oral Roberts. He dominated every facet of the offensive glass and also and the defensive. He's just kind of developed the, uh, the, in, the, in, the out-to-end game. Could Texas Tech beat the Zags? It would have to be probably one of the lowest scoring tournament games ever. Yeah. Because, yeah, Texas Tech can score 70 whenever they want, but Gonzaga, Gonzaga if, if it's a back and forth and, you know, Tech's on their heels a lot in the first half, the game, the game Gonzaga's going to run away with the game. Texas has to ba- – sorry, Tech. Texas Tech has to literally do what Baylor did, punch him in the mouth, yeah. opening tip off. And, I mean, obviously that, that goes for all, quote, underdogs. You got you to make them play your game. Exactly. Yeah, like Gonzaga's Gonzaga's what one two three four five six Gonzaga's eighth in defensive efficiency. That's because they play middle middle school teams most of the time. But, <laughs> um, oh, I'm glad you made a noise, DJ. I was afraid you were uh, asleep. Dead <laughs> like, or you you were like this for a solid like eight minutes. If you're a tech, yeah, my bad. Uh, I, my my fantasy basketball playoffs start next uh, tomorrow, so. I, I was I like, did did Mans fall asleep? Shout out to not a sponsor sleeper. Their basketball, you only pick one one game per player for a week. Wow. So so you have to actually like think about matchups, think about how good your player's been playing. So like when was this game? Gonzaga beat Texas Tech by fourteen in what's the date? Where's the date? In De- uh, December 18th, they won by 14, 69 to 55. That's the kind of game this would have to be. You know, nobody scoring 70. It was 34 to 26 at halftime. And, I mean, again, Gonzaga's dirty. Gonzaga is probably going to make the national championship again. Like, just, they're one of those teams that they're not going to get bounced early. Like, when would they play Tech? The Sweet 16 or Elite Eight? Right? Yeah. I forget where exactly they are. Like, Gonzaga's an automatic second weekend team. I don't even know if there's, like, a, like a prop for that because they're probably, like, minus 380 to make the second weekend. Like, because uh, their their 8-9 is what, Memphis and Boise State? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, if any of you watched the Memphis game yesterday, Memphis SMU was one of the worst basketball games I think I've ever watched in my life. Layups, you know, like those – those like graceful layups where the where the guy's literally like hovering to the hoop, like jelly, like Tyrese the ball, Maxey. It's just a finger roll backboard. Like he threw it at it, and you know they, they do a close up to Penny, and Penny's just like he's like, what's going on here? It was just it was brutal. We just brutal. got the one seeds for the ladies tournament as well. Hell yeah! Currently, uh, currently uh, taking a peek at it. UConn NC State, the entire thing. NC State, guy. South Carolina. 
Louisville and Stanford are your one seeds for I the women's tournament. I might take South Carolina. They look really good and have looked. I think they're the number one overall seed. They've looked good for like four years. They are, yeah. (laughs) Them and them and Stanford. They've been on a roll the past couple years. Waiting to see if my uh, my Quinnipiac Bobcats somehow managed to make it. No, no, no. The the max of one bid league. I'm still waiting. I'm still watching Twitter. My uh, my school's club D1 hockey team has been. Outlasting a like seven overtime game right now. Holy crap! I gotta be honest with so you. They've the, been uh, waiting to play yeah, for like yeah. an hour. I I just uh, looked up to see if uh, to see if Adrian has a good enough basketball team to have made the uh, D three tournament. No, I could have no. told you. You could have just asked me that. We are good. Up. We are good at two sports. <laughs> well, three, three, three. We are good at. Or four. Sorry, four. It's four. We are good at four sports. Um, hockey, baseball, bass fishing, and rugby. Bass fishing. We have the number one bass fishing team in the country. That's bass so fishing. They, they, they are, dude, and they don't do anything but drink all day. They don't go to class. They just drink and fish all day. They don't go to class. I mean, that's that's peak male performance, if you ask me. <laughs> like, Guys... And female. I don't. Just I, I just don't understand. I have to go as well, but um, something UConn's winning for the women's. Something to look out for that I have found increasingly interesting. Um, current senior guard for Yeshiva. They are the seventh uh, overall team in the D three rankings. Ryan Terrell will enter the transfer portal. Might get picked up for a grad year. He's filthy. Look him up. Ryan Terrell from Yeshiva. Uh, over, uh, like See, your Wi Fi is right cutting now. you out because nobody gives a damn about this. <laughs> it's fake. Hey, we are actually getting uh, rated right now on the Twitch uh, from <laughs> Brazil. Hey. Yo, what up, Philippe? Shout out on the raid. Mayor oh Brackett's going busted. We love to see it. We love to see it. Let's go. Good juju if I've ever seen it. We love to see it. But no, this, uh, this, was awesome. this was awesome. Hey, don't count out my Michigan women's Wolverines. Number three seed in the bracket. They've been running it all year. Uh, not so what makes it farther, men's or women's? Women's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, uh, not Nas, uh, oh, what's her last Women's name? basketball Hillman. school, baby. Nas Hillman is ridiculously good. Yeah. Ridiculously. She reminds me a lot of Sylvia Fowles of the uh, – the uh, Minnesota Lynx. She she's very very good. Like she needs a statue outside of Chrysler. I like Let's this guy. Go. I like this guy from the top rope. I like that guy. Oh my god. Let's go. Yo, shout wow. out to whoever rated us. This is wild. I just I actually uh, just like screamed. I can't stand Jim Harbaugh. Oh God Almighty! The fans are bitter that A and M got jabbed. I don't know why people thought they were gonna make they they were what the nine seed in the SEC tournament. (laughs) (laughs) If 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 you're that team, you have to win to get in. If you don't win, you're not getting in. I don't care if you made it to the championship. 
not for nothing too. Like there are also better teams from other conferences who are around the same area who probably should have made it. Like right, and not should have made it, but like had a chance. Like Oklahoma is a, is a legitimate team who had a chance to make it had had they gone a little deeper. They could have maybe think, found their I, way I think in. If they just beat Tech and yeah. ended there because that they were the they were the second team out of the first four out. Yeah. So like if they had, then they lost by one. If they won by one, which the the last thirty seconds of that were kind of wild, they were runner up in the tournament. Oh no, I'm aware. I watched the game. I'm just I'm just, I'm just saying like it, it, that's just WTF. They are fun <laughs> to the No, I don't oh know man, DJ, the people are coming at you. You know, like all series is like Michigan beat Purdue in one of the greater games I think I've watched. Wow. Oh man. Really? I mean, can, can, okay, since, I mean, y'all are far more deserving, can you please tell me your quad one and quad two record? Well, I was going to say. Please yeah. tell me, please tell me how good. The, it's all about uh, the quads. The SEC. Oh, well, I guess the SEC is a terrible, but what was your conference record in SEC? How many ranked teams did you beat? <laughs> Come on now. Hang on. Go, I got it. Go, go, it go ahead and go to the NIT and enjoy your little just about there. To leave, Lift your trophy and have fun. Right when Tom's ready to leave, just to get raided. Was, it, went so, it went so well. <laughs> <laughs> this man's ready to go on a tangent. So, so Yo, actually, Juan, I connect so hard with this. Let's not talk about quads. I pushed the. I connect so hard with that. <laughs> I, this is amazing. So, and salute our soldiers. A&M, right? A&M opened conference play. One, two, three, four and oh. They beat that fourth win being by three at Missouri. And then they proceeded to lose one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in a row. Most of them by double digits. Then they beat Florida, lost to Vanderbilt. Actually, they ended kind of hot. Did I just completely contradict myself? (laughs) No, no. Tommy Boy is uh, pulling out the social faux pas today. They, uh, they did not deserve to get it. Yeah, because you didn't. I didn't hear any quad one wins. No, yeah. So like some of their wins were like like I think that they might have beat like Alabama. They might have beat like it's they had like one win against like all like most of the top conference teams. And then, of course, they beat Auburn. So everyone's like, oh, my God, they beat Auburn. Auburn's, Auburn's not worrying about the conference tournament. Bruce Pearl's worried about the Sweet 16. And yeah, yeah. I was shout out. I just figured I'd send y'all a raid from South Jersey. Shout out to the boy. Sure, sure. <laughs> we'll take it. My brain's rattled. What were we even talking about? Was I able to sign off? Uh, yeah, you were. It was uh, that, and then we went on a rant about Texas A and M getting jobbed. Right. Like no. <laughs> just, just no. I'm true. I'm truly puzzled. Yeah. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Not a boy, but thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yikes. Ugh. Wow. That's like, if y'all still want to talk about Tom Brady, we can absolutely do that. Like they went nine and nine. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta, go. <laughs> I gotta make this bragging. You, you can't right talk now. About, you talk can't about living this. in my head rent free. <laughs> Texas A and M is just forever now in my head, alongside <laughs> alongside fucking Winter number Winter. zero from Virginia. Number Tech. zero from Virginia Tech. 
and they're playing my team in the first round. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose my mind. He's Tom's gonna, gonna be running up and down the streets of Broadway in Nashville when, te- when Virginia Tech beats Texas. Like, gonna, what the fuck is that, is that schedule out yet? What time is that game? Uh, it is. Stand by. Which game? The Texas game. Let me find it. It's got to be out already. No, not the ESPN. That is on 318. Texas will be playing at... Where do they play Friday? They play Friday. Yeah. So my last day on my vacation, (laughs) my team plays at TBD. Fantastic. Yo, DJ's getting roasted. Oh my God. Why would you subject yourself to that? <laughs> Dude, because I absolutely... Well, no, anyway. I, I despise Tom Brady. It's going to be the last day it's of my trip. And I'm going to have to... I'm going to I'm gonna be out at, like on Broadway, like on the strip. And... I can't I'm, wait for the video updates. And I'm going to I'm gonna be like, oh my God, like Texas is playing. And I'm going to look up at the nearest TV and number zero is going to be flying to the hoop, dunking on Marcus Carr or somebody. And I'm going to be like, ah, that's good year, boys. <laughs> oh. oh my God. Sound boy. Players? I cannot wait. I cannot wait for, for some random reason. Tom's going to be like, like drunk off his ass on Thursday night. Be like, you know what? Screw it. Let's go to Milwaukee and just book, book the flight to the Pfizer Forum for the game. He's booked it, drunk on a plane. He, Hook him. He walks into Milwaukee, and he strolls oh, in and just to just get ramrodded by, by Vatek. The only, the only thing I enjoy this time of year is the is the baseball team because they're always, like, number one, number one, two, or three. But then there's nights, like, it's it's the state of Texas that is just brutal. They lost to a terrible Texas State team last week. The kid punched out one of Texas's best hitters to end the game looking. Like, the changeup dipped, and he, like, leaned out, struck him out. The kid threw his mitt and did the horns down. I'm like, I can't root for this school anymore. Like, what, like yeah, I'm, he did that, and we're like, let's go. I'm like, why do I do this to myself? I would love to be a rival of Horns. Oh, that's how far. Because you know what it was? My dad came home you, when I was a little kid Gronk. with Gronk a camouflage Longhorns hat. I was like, this is amazing. And then he came home with Norman on because, you know, like like we're hunting and stuff. I'm like, this is dope. I'm like, what school is it? I'm in Texas. And then, of course, when I'm little, I see Vince Young walking his way into the end zone in the Rose Bowl. I'm like, oh, this is dope. And then – when That's I got the older, last I, time you were able to celebrate. Well, yeah, and then, you know, like when I'm in like middle school and like early high school, I'm not really paying attention to it. But now that I'm older, I start vividly rooting for the team, and it's just I get nothing out of it. Well, you had Kevin Durant for a little bit too, right? Like I wasn't even I wasn't even into it at that point. <laughs> that yeah, was I, I started cool. early. I started early. Yeah, I, I've, I've been in the Michigan van for too long. Just saw a um a little fun thing on a uh, on a hashtag not not a sponsor sportsbook. Um, first wager you place on the on on the tournament, it could be anything. Wager uh, parlays are eligible so long as legs are on college basketball games. So obviously anything on the tournament, up to twenty five bucks, risk free bet. So you might be seeing a thirty leg parlay uh, from me for all of the first round games. The entire first round. Well, hey, look, I had a thirteen leg parlay on like Bovada, like before uh, gambling was legal in New York. It was a 13-legger last year, and I literally I lost it. 
I had I had Ohio winning. I had like three other upsets. I picked Cal Santa Barbara. They lost because they chose to not take a timeout with one second left, inbound the ball from the from the from the side of the court, and they just hopped up a, a, a deep ball and lost. Also, they, they had missed free throws. Um, the 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 possession, the possession prior, and I uh, I lost out on like eight hundred dollars. Like you seen, you seen their you seen their lax helmets? Thanks. No, I have not. Bad, gorgeous. What Santa Barbara? Spice. Yeah. Hey, go, have you go Gauchos? Did you see Yale's blue ones they dropped today in their game? I hate Yale. I don't with the to, with I don't the white tin strap with the with the white decals. Oh my! Yo, Villanova quietly is playing in Pennsylvania. Home really? Game. In their home region? Game. That's a home game. Boy, Let's yeah, home fucking game. go, boys! Oh, the, the, the blue hens are so dead. Oh yeah. Nova by like forty. Nova to the moon. Nova What's the spread the on that game? Uh, hey, one of my journalism like teachers. 15, has a, I think. One of my journalism <laughs> teachers has a thousand percent picked Nova to win the national championship already because she only votes for Catholic teams. They, they, <laughs> they were my preseason pick to win. She's got oh my God, St. Mary's and Villanova going favorite. to the final four. <laughs> With, it's like St. Mary's, Villanova, Notre Dame, and like some other Catholic team that we don't know is Catholic. <laughs> Gonzaga no, is Catholic. Did you know that? And Gonzaga, she's got she's got Nova Gonzaga. She's got Nova Gonzaga in the championship with Nova winning, guaranteed. I was like last week years old when I found yeah, out. Yeah, Loyola Chicago. Gonzaga was with Catholic school. Big sister Jean fan. Listen, if Loyola upsets, God, wait a minute. Ohio um, State. No, hang on, it's gonna happen again. He's <laughs> gonna happen again. Last no, thing Tom, I promise. Tom, and then I'm Yeah. All right. So they play. Loyola Chicago is going to beat Ohio. Yep, State it happened Chicago. again. Get Nova. It happened again. Loyola's playing on a Friday. They're going to win. And then they're going to play on a Sunday. And that's when Sister Jean gives them her sermon. The, <laughs> the, the, like, the, the prayer, like pregame prayer. On Sunday against Villanova. Well, no. No, they play on Saturday against Villanova. That game's scheduled for a Saturday. Oh. No Wait, way. no, don't the don't the Friday games play on Sunday? This says round of thirty-two at PPG Paints Arena, True TV three nineteen, which is Saturday. It should oh, say no. three nineteen to three twenty, because the round of well, thirty-two you, should last. Yeah, no, 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 it 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 is, but it's like. There's no way they're gonna miss. There's no way they play back to back. Yeah, they, yeah, because it's usually the Thursday games play Saturday, Friday games play Sunday. So it's gonna listen. It's gonna happen again. It's in Sister Jean's hands. It's out of our control. They're gonna beat Ohio State. They're gonna play on Sunday, dude. That's what happened. They won last year. They beat. Uh, they were the. It was the eight nine game. They beat. I think it was Georgia Tech in the eight nine game, and then they played number one Illinois on Sunday. And Sister Jean gave her pregame, the it was like her, like her, like her, like her, like her, like her sermon, her pregame speech to the team, her prayer. And they, they ran over Illinois. It was never close. God. <laughs> Nova in a landslide. Yeah, we won. Someone at the Loyola Chicago school newspaper just wrote an article saying that Loyola Chicago will beat Villanova in the second round because of this exact reason. <laughs> no well, shot. I don't make, that's, I don't make that's terrible journalism. Guys, I don't, I don't make the rules. I don't make this wait, up. Wait, wait, wait. 
Wait. It was an opinion article, so it wasn't like, okay, oh, fair. we're calling this. Fair. <laughs> it's going to happen. It is going to happen. Michigan's oh going to play Loyola again in the in the Final Four, a matchup of two 11 seeds. Just, oh, my. 11 just, and a 10 playing in the Elite Eight for a chance at the Final Four matchup. Just, just oh, so can, I can't wait for Villanova to, to fucking dust Loyola. Is there Chicago. a way we can somehow find out? Dust. And I can leave and you can text me it. Has Loyola Chicago ever lost on a Sunday in the history of their – Ever that's, since they ever since they made the final four, ever since they made the final four, have they ever lost on a Sunday? I don't think they have. Because after they beat Illinois, their next game was on a Saturday. So I was like, oh, I know, we're good. We're good. It's, it's Saturday. And then they lost. Coincidence? I think not. The teacher from from uh, The Incredibles is just the meme, meme of the century. Edna? Coincidence? I think not. Uh, yeah, coincidence? I think not. He goes, look, he's right there. Oh, man. Oh wow. Well, looks like I got Loyola on my Sweet 16. <laughs> Cowards. How dare you How dare you not put it, trust in Jay Wright? Storylines in Vegas, Kyle. Storylines in Vegas. Listen, if, they were, if, they, if Loyola played on Thursday, we wouldn't even still be talking. I'd be X'd out of the meeting by now. It's, it's not in my hands. I don't make the rules. Story Can't go against the best Vegas. coach in the nation. My preseason final four was Nova, Arkansas, Michigan, and Oregon. So obviously one of them simply didn't even make the tournament. Because now I'm mad that Tom Brady's going to win the Super Bowl this year because it's the best storyline for the NFL for this man to come out of retirement. <laughs> like, like Brady couldn't do – Brady couldn't say this tomorrow. It's Selection Sunday. Right? Man, bro, because he always – ego, bro. He got to have the shine, bro. I'm trying to – Bring more people into the college basketball realm as it is, and then Brady's got to be like, "Oh yeah, by the way, I'm coming back." That that goes well for Michigan. He's no, putting that positive energy on Michigan. No, no, <laughs> as an alum. Don't. No, it don't. I don't hate that. Don't. I mean, I don't hate it, but not really. Not really. <laughs> oh man, he's like well, the only Michigan alum I don't like, <laughs> except last year. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I might pick him up again this year. <laughs> Fantasy, no cap. Man, for to be balling. <laughs> Man, um, for to be balling. If I don't get him, I'm getting A-Rod. So <laughs> hopefully nobody from my fantasy team or fantasy league is watching this right now. Tommy am, boy, uh, drop the uh drop the socials out there for the people so they can follow you all uh, oh, throughout yeah. your escapades through uh Nashville. Um Yeah, no, so follow me on Twitter. At uh, Thompson Urch, that's T O M S E N E R C H, at Thompson Urch. And he tweets yeah. like a madman. Yeah, you know, listen, like once, you know, once, once, listen, once the madness pours out, there's nothing I can do. I don't make the rules. We're all rules. mad here. We're uh, all mad here. <clears throat> follow McAvoy at his Twitter handle, even though he's a fraud. Uh, and then, of course, the follow, follow our newest account, yes. Underground Madness, at USP Madness. Facts. Tommy's gonna be tweeting out highlight clips from there all, all tournament long. Join our bracket challenge, our pin tweet at Underground PHI. Uh, follow DJ on Twitter at SCS underscore Next Great. Get this motherfucker to five hundred followers. God damn it. Uh, am, follow Macafraud at Stephen McAvoy underscore because he's a loser <laughs> and has an underscore in his Twitter handle. Uh, and you can follow me at KBIZZL three one one. Check out the website UndergroundSportsPhiladelphia.com. We're going to have a ton of March Madness blogs going up on the site all throughout the tournament. And join uh, the group. Yes. 
Join the group. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, just search Underground Sports Philadelphia. We're 25 subscribers away from full video episodes of every podcast going up on the YouTube channel. Check out How Top many? Bins TV. 25 away. Ooh. Wow. Ooh, okay. We can get that. Easy. We can get that. Before we go, I have found okay. more Sister Jean stats. Give them to me. Sister Jean is 102 years old. Oh, here we go. This year is the 70th anniversary of Loyola Chicago basketball. She's oh, been there no. from the start. Oh, I wish no. it was 75, but keep wait, going. Wait, wait, March 20th, which is the Sunday game, was the same day they beat Tennessee in the round of 32 in 2018. They named that day Sister Jean Day. Oh, no. I can't wait I for Villanova to pull Jean the upset. Day. They are winning this game. I don't make the rules. Oh, I, I can't I, wait I, for Villanova to dust them. Look, I'm I am a Notre Dame fan, and we always go by the phrase "God, country, Notre Dame." Fraud. For, for fraud. The Catholics DJ. out there, it's God, country, Sister Jean. In there, are, fraud. They, there are there are a few things guaranteed in life: death, taxes, and Sister Jean on Sunday. It's just it's easy. V for Villanova. V for victory. This has been episode number four eleven. Meanwhile, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I I am at. Exactly 24 followers away. Rest yeah, get this motherfucker up there. God damn it. And I will just put this out there. It's going on record right now since we are live on the Twitch machine and probably other places. My 500, my 500th follower will get something special from me. If that is you, you will receive a DM from me and we will move from there. But if you are lucky number 500, we'll figure something out. <laughs> And with that, this has been episode number 411 of Underground Sports Philadelphia, our selection Sunday extravaganza. For Macafraud, Tommy Boy, DJ, myself, KB, we will see you guys Wednesday night live for another edition of Underground Sports Philadelphia. But until then, we are getting the hell out of here. Peace. Later. Peace.